0: Welcome to Barbershop Talk Tuesdays here on the Daydon on Tolbert show. I'm your host, Daydon on Tolbert. It's good to be back live again. We were here, as you know, last night for um, we returned live after a couple days off with Ask Daydon on Advice Mondays, where it was myself and Courtney. And we, you know, we took your questions that were sent into the show, sent in through email. Um, you know, we took a couple calls, so that was good. Shout out to everybody who tuned in last night. Uh many of you uh we have a lot of new listeners as we uh, discussed over the last couple weeks. Um, a lot of lot of new uh followers, a lot of new fans, which is wonderful. Many of you have not heard, you've heard some good shows uh since we you know, since you know, coming to the page, uh coming to the group and things like that. One of the things you've not seen us do live is a Barbershop shop talk Tuesdays. If you guys are, you know, familiar with what we do on a regular basis, over the last probably like four or five years. We've taken some of the realest men, you know, from various parts of the country. So it's not just myself, it's not, you know, it's not Courtney, it's not, you know, the regulars, but you've got the fellas. You've got some of the realest guys out there, you know, Christian men, strong, successful black men, all looking for wives. We've heard, uh, you know, panelists on the Barbershop Talk panel who have, um, a few of them have been married over the years. And we've got a really good bunch of guys uh, at this point who are here with us this evening. Who are going to help us discuss tonight's topic Alright, we're going to talk to, about tonight's topic Which is the definition of a dime Okay, what does that mean? What does it mean to be a dime? You know, when you hear that term You hear, you think of You know, that term I said online earlier Has become synonymous with, with beauty With, with, with status um, with, with an overall, you know, persona That just exudes class and respect, and, you know, if you ask most women, you know, hey, look, you know, they'll, you know, they'll say, I'm a great woman, or I'm a dime. You hear a lot of women throwing that, I'm a, I'm a bad bitch, I'm a dime chick, and all these different things, but tonight what we want to do is we want to define what that means, okay? One of the things we want to do is, is, you know, break down some walls, dispel the myths, get rid of the misconceptions as to what actually constitutes a dime, What does that term even mean? Who's a dime? Who's not? You know, we're going to talk about it from multiple perspectives. We're going to obviously, you know, we're going to talk about it from a physical perspective, okay? We're going to talk about it from an emotional perspective. We're going to talk about it from a personality perspective. So I'm excited about tonight. We got the fellas here, you know, which I'm going to introduce in a few minutes. Um, actually almost immediately actually. But I just wanna let you guys know you are welcome to call in with any questions or comments or, or thoughts. Uh six four six two zero 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 three six six. Hit the number one in your keypad. I know Courtney's here, she's gonna be kinda of like a fly on the wall tonight, but you know, Courtney, what's going on with you? you ready you ready just to kinda of chill and listen to the fellas talk about what it you know, what it means to be a dime?
1: Of course. You know I love listening to you guys.
0: Yeah, and the thing about it is, Courtney, you're going to do what a lot of women should do when they're in the presence of men. You know, and I don't mean this in a disrespectful way or in a misogynistic way or anything like that. But what you're going to do is you're going to listen. As a single black woman, do you have a problem listening to black men when they sit back and talk about the things that they want in a wife and from a woman? No, not at all. Why do you think so many single black women have an issue... Listening when black men are expressing what we want in a wife
1: It's crazy I think a lot of it um, just goes back to childhood And a lot of unresolved issues Um, And then they take it out on the men And they they don't want to listen to anything And also, on top of that A lot of the women that have issues Exhibit those same behaviors that you guys talk about all the time So it's like you're holding a mirror up to them
0: Right Right, absolutely. So that's what we're gonna do. Uh, you know, it's always good to have you here, just to kind of you know chill and you know offer the, you know some, some words of wisdom every once in a while. But at the end of the day, you know, understand why we do this show. If you guys are newer, you know, what I, I I'm all about helping women. Just to be clear, that's what I do 24 hours a day. Okay, from eight o'clock in the morning, I counsel single black women, married black women, in a relationship black women, all around the world. You know what I'm saying? Different continents, different states, different cities, all that. From Literally all day. At night, seven nights a week, you guys hear me tuning into this show. You know what I'm saying? Giving information. So, you know, what I do, what this show is all about, what this whole movement is about, is, is specifically helping black women, you know, and not, not white women. Like, oh, what about other. Race? And I'm not worried about white women. I'm not even really worried about the Latinos and the the Asians. I'm worried about our sisters. You understand that? You know what I mean? Because our community is in trouble. You know what I'm saying? The black community is jacked up. And a lot of that has to do with these black men out here, these no-good guys out here who are not taking care of their families. But you can't look at those men and then not at the same time look at the women who Allow those men to have sex with them. The men, or excuse me, the women who allow those men to impregnate them. The women who allow those men to, you know, to give them a first-class ticket to the clinic. You understand what I'm saying? You got to stop that because it, it just perpetuates the cycle. You know what I'm saying? You can't, you know, these men are, are, are having sex with the, with the women you know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's becoming the type of situation where, you know, these kids are the ones that suffer, and it never gets better. So we've got to nip it in the bud, and we've got to go ahead and, and you know, and uh, get this thing right. You cool with that, Courtney? You ready to introduce our all-star panel?
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: All right, let's do it, man. Let's go to the, not to the lines, but to the panel. I see my man James here, and these are in no particular order. All of these guys, be clear, some of the realest guys I've I've come across. James, what's going on with you?
2: Day on man, I, I appreciate you for inviting me on the show tonight, man. I'm looking forward to the topic.
0: Uh looking forward to
2: the conversation, man. Thanks for inviting me.
0: Yo, man, the definition of a dime, you know what I mean? How important is this topic for the ladies to understand what constitutes a dime?
2: Uh, you know what, they Don, um, Believe it or not, this you know the topic that we are going to talk about tonight is is a is a, it's an ongoing conversation that every man has had and continues to have, and so I think these ladies are going to really um, they're going to get a great opportunity today to actually hear what really, what men really
0: think about this topic, and um, I'm looking forward to getting into it. Oh yeah, man, <laughs> y'all gonna learn today. I'm telling y'all, if you didn't know before what a dime was. You might have thought, Oh yeah, I'm sexy. I got a fat ass. I got a nice pair of breasts. You know what I'm saying? You think that's what makes a dime. You're cute. Nah, trust me, it's about a whole heck of a lot more than that, ladies. So we're gonna keep it honest. We're gonna keep it real tonight with you. Uh next on the on the panel I see my man Lewis here tonight. Lewis, what's going on? Hey Day hey, Don. It's good to be back in live barber shop. Feel like reclining in the
3: barber chair and just Talking with these great fellas I thank my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ for bringing me back here again, and I look forward to this show tonight because there are a lot of misconceptions
0: about what a die means. Right, a lot of misconceptions, and, and I'm glad you know understand the most. We, you know, we're a lot of things. We're professionals, you know. We're educated. We're just overall great guys. But the reality is, first and foremost, we are strong black Christian men. You know what I'm saying? And I think that when you when you acknowledge that. And when you stand for that, see, the problem is there are a lot of guys out here. There are even a lot of single and successful guys out here. But there are very few real, dedicated, strong Christian men, okay? I'm talking about men who don't just say, oh, I'm a Christian. I'm not, I'm not talking about the Barack Obama Christians who say, I'm a Christian, but support gay marriage, which God obviously hates. I'm not, I'm not talking about those guys. I'm not talking about the guys who say, oh, yeah, I'm a Christian, but they go ahead impregnating and not taking care of these, these kids. You know what I'm saying? These fake wannabe pimps out here. The, the you know, what I mean, the Facebook players who want to update, a, you know, their their status with the biblical scripture every once in a while and say, oh yeah, I'm a Christian, but still out here living a, a you know, a, a single man's life and a, and, a, and a sinner's life. I'm not talking about. I'm talking about real men who are passionate about taking a stand for, for Jesus Christ and not being afraid to do it. So many black, even even the, the Christians, you know what I'm saying, the people who you might even consider to be real Christians, go on your Facebook page. How many strong black men do you see educating people from a Christian perspective every single day? I have over 15,000 friends, you know, probably even more than that. And, and they're really to be, and, and this is 100% real, and you follow me, you know this. what I'm about to say is true. All Out of all my networks, all my pages, all this, everything you see about me online, I've got to be honest, all those friends, those thousands and thousands of friends with thousands of men on them, you guys are looking or listening to right now the only men who, who, are, who I see every day taking a stand for Jesus Christ. Courtney, as a woman, I mean, am I lying? Do you, you see, When you see my pages, how many other men really do that on a daily basis?
1: I really don't see really any besides you guys that, that really do that. It's a lot of um, people who imitate but aren't, you know, being real about it, you know, fake Christians, but that's not what we're talking about right now. You know, no. so definitely it's very few, very few men.
0: Very few. And, you know, not to leave anybody, I mean, you're, you're here, in the you know, my panel is here, but not to leave out the other guys in the group. I mean, you know what I'm saying? There's some great guys in the group who aren't necessarily on this panel, but that's it. Why is that? And, you know, check out the archives if you guys get some time, uh, the definition of a real uh, Christian. You know, You know, I rebroadcasted it probably about a week or so ago, one of the best, bar, if not the best, barbershop talk uh, Tuesdays of all time. But let's keep it going. Let's keep it uh So we got James on the line. We got my man Lewis is here with me. I'm excited. I see uh, what, what's going on with Marv. Marv, what's up with you?
4: Hey, peace, Brother Deion. Thanks for having me back on the
0: show. Hello to Courtney, James, Lewis. Happy to be here. Cool, man, cool. You know, now, I, I'm especially excited to have you here tonight because me and you, you know, we, we even debate about some things in regards to your taste and my taste in women, which is great. That's what men do. But one of the things that is consistent, you know what I'm saying, just in regards to men like you and me, you know, is is the actual definition of what it takes to be a dime how how excited are you about tonight's show
4: very excited especially since uh you know i was told that there's a lot of new listeners who are uh you know who are on uh lurking and you know i'm sure that they have their own uh you know concerns or questions about what a dime really is and you know if they continue to listen to mainstream america they would assume that beyonce would be considered a dime or Nicki minaj would be considered a dime um, and, it, you know, those two aren't even on my radar, and I know you feel the same way along with the other gentlemen on the panel and guys that I, I talk with offline, so there's definitely a consistency where, where that is concerned. Um, and, you know, I mean, as far as a dime, just in general, and I don't want to get too much into it, I'll let you lead or whatever, um, you know, I mean, it's, it's the physical is, is one thing, you know, it's all relative, but, you know, when we, when, in regards to the term dime, but you know, if the personality, if the character, if the spirituality is not there, I mean, you immediately lose value. I mean, you can be the finest woman on the face of the earth, but if I can't have a conversation with you, you know, if you're loud, always wanting the last word, being combative, and just not, you know, you just don't have a genuine spirit, um, you know, you you will lose value in my eyes. So I'm definitely happy to be back on the
0: show and uh, looking forward to uh, to to doing a lot of education tonight. Let's do it, let's do it exactly man you you everything you just touched on from the personality, the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, we're gonna get into and really break down what what it means to be a dime, so I'm excited about that. I see a old time panelist my man Steve is here with us tonight, Steve. What's going on?
5: man it's been a long time day dime working overtime been to listen to the show every now and then, and uh it's it's been some great shows you've done, and uh Fellas, I'm here to support tonight, and uh, you know, you just you know, when you're working, you know, you never know when your ju- when, you, when your number is going to be called for you to work overtime, for you to you know represent the company. But uh, I got a little extra time tonight, and uh, definitely want to talk about a dime. I was surprised to learn in Australia the divorce rate is half of what it is in America. We have American problems that we need to deal with on American soil, and let's get into it tonight, Daton.
0: That's it right there, man. So let me, do you guys understand what you're doing? I mean, you got Steve, you got Marv, you got James, you got Louis, you got myself. Man, I'm telling y'all, man, y'all, y'all better listen up, man, seriously, because we're going to talk about some real issues tonight. Let's not, I don't even want to be here all night, man. I just want to get in and I want to get out, hit y'all with some knowledge. So let's just jump right into it, man. Let's Let's talk about this term. Let's talk about, you know, I told you all a story last night about, you know, uh, a young woman who I approached, you know, who I viewed at that time to be a dime and how I approached her with the actual physical, you know, dime. You know, and I just want to real quick go down the line with the fellas because as you mature, you know, the definition of a dime becomes different, okay, and that this is just as men. You know, back in the day, yeah, it was all about the physical. It was all about, you know, what what you could do for me, whether it was sexually, whether it was financially, whether it was whatever. It was just an overall situation type of thing. You know what I'm saying? But as you mature and as you grow into uh, not just a man, but a Christian man, you know, a family oriented man, you begin to really look for a wife. Okay. Now, I'm the only guy here that's actually married, and I know all these brothers here. Are looking for a while so I really want to I just want y'all hearing me a lot I just want to kind of chill a little bit and I want to really just let y'all listen to these brothers in regards to what they look for because understand we're going to marry a dime we will find our dime and elite men don't settle for less than a dime so that what you guys are about to hear and these guys are really representative of, of, of men around from around the country you know, who, who in regards to this term and how we view that term So I want to start, let's start with Lewis, man Lewis, start it off, you know, and, and just in your own words, okay what, what is a dime to you? What does that term mean? Um, what what constitutes a dime in your opinion?
3: Well, you know, to be honest with you, Daydon, You know, my concept, the concept I always had of a dime I learned something from you a few shows ago um, when you were telling uh, us about, you know, how there's more to the concept of a dom. Because, you know, the way I've always seen the term dom has always been, uh, never been on the deep end. Because the women that I've seen, you know, that consider themselves to be doms or if someone walked in a room or we saw someone that we thought was a dom, it was always, it, it was never anything, it was never anything deep. And that's why I learned just by listening to you Because, you know, the way women look at it And the way men look at it When I used to think of Dom I never thought of 1 Peter 3, verse 3 These women were not letting their beauty come from humility They certainly weren't letting their beauty come from the spirit of Christ in them You know, they loved attention from worldly men And we're not talking about men that were thinking of wifey Um, They were always in some drama you know, going with other women and that be, and always my haters and on Facebook taking pictures of themselves in the bathroom mirrors. You know, they want to be envied and admired and, and viewed in a certain way and compared to celebrities.
6: You know, they, they, they
3: just, just the way they dress and carry themselves, a the vibe and attitude, you know, it just because, but now, you know, the, the way I think about it, you know, I'm looking. I definitely look for something more than that, because the one thing I've learned is the worldly concept of a dom. They women who put themselves in that category and, and the kind of men that view them in that category, uh, they have to give up a whole lot. You know, in order to, I mean, if, if they're a dom, they got to give up a whole lot if they're trying to live for Christ. They got to give up all that stuff I just named. So that's why this new definition of dom that women don't know about. You know, I'm looking for. I'm looking for, yeah, I mean, surely she'd be someone I'm attracted to, but that's not that's not enough. You know, she has to have a relationship with Christ. You know, she has to have the right character. She has to have the right attitude, the way she carries herself. Her beauty is not going to be something that comes up on worldly men's radars. Her her beauty is going to come up on radars of Christ-centered men that are looking for wives. She's going to have a humility about her. Um, you know, she is... She She's going to have a genuine relationship with Christ, you know, in just the way she talks, the way she treats people. She's not going to be caught up in all that drama. She's going to be off of that radar of all that foolishness I just named. So, you know, I'm, I agree with you, Dada, you know, as you grow and as you reach the point you're married and you're married to a great woman, but, you know, the rest of us guys on the panel hope to get what you are. And we're definitely looking for that real Dom, the real Dom, not that foolishness Dom I just named. But the
0: real dime that has real beauty. You know, Louis. Wow, man, you, you're dropping some serious knowledge here, and everything. Is, I mean, I can't. It's not even anything else. I could just close the show out right now because you really just summarize really everything that that constitutes a dime. You know, I'm talking about a truth a lot of women don't understand. You can't say you're a dime and and you want the best possible man because the you know yet be doing all of these worldly things from a sexual standpoint, from a, a you know, a Beyonce Nicki Minaj and emulating them and wearing these long, ridiculous weaves and, and you know, living the party lifestyle because that's not what the best men look. The best men are the God centered men, the God fearing men, and whose lifestyles reflect that. And like he just said, those men are not gonna be impressed by how well you can back it up. Those men aren't going to be impressed by how, you know, you can ride it or how well you can Twerk it You know what I'm saying Those things don't impress men like myself Men like Lewis, Men like Marv You know what I mean That's not, that's not on our radar We're looking for What is your lifestyle like what, you know, what do you do on Saturday nights That will determine what you do on Sunday mornings Because a lot of women they don't, You know what I'm saying They don't even think about that They think Oh well, he doesn't know what I do Yeah I'll just go to this party And I'll update my Facebook status A lot of y'all don't even realize That we watch this stuff we still get the notifications on Facebook, even though we're not necessarily on the way. A lot of these men are in church Sunday morning, but you guys are debating, you know, on Facebook Sunday morning at 1030. At You know what I'm saying, 11 o'clock. It's like, well, and I'm not judging. I'm just saying, but let's be real. What's your lifestyle like? Not what are you portraying. A lot of y'all right there in that Friends of the Day Don Tolbert show, show group from 8 o'clock in the morning all the way throughout the afternoon on Sundays. And it's like, yo, are you even worshiping? I We see who disappears for a few hours on Sundays, I know I'm keeping it real, Courtney. You know I'm keeping it real. You you see that? You know who disappears and who doesn't?
1: Yeah, definitely. Some people are on there all day, just all, all day Sunday. Day.
0: <laughs> all day. You know what I'm saying? Where well, I mean, I mean it's cool to you know worship at you know at bedside Baptist, watch online. That's cool. Me and my wife do that sometimes. But even at that point, you shouldn't really be on Facebook if you're in church. But let's be real, how many people even do that? If you if you if you sleep in, then you a lot of times you just sleep in. So I'm just being matter of fact, Lewis, that's it, real quick, I'm gonna go to other the other fellas. Is that something you you, you know that's that's on your radar? Do you see that? Do you notice who's online, who's not, who goes to church, who's not, what people are doing Saturday night, what their status is up there, the 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 nature of their conversations on Saturday night when you know, at midnight, at two, three o'clock in the morning, and then the same thing uh Sunday morning? Oh, yeah,
3: definitely, you know, because as a man, you're always keeping your radar open, whether it's on Facebook, whether, you know, wherever you are, and, and you know, you're right. I mean, you can, you can tell, you know, who's gearing up for their minds up for uh, Christ and, you know, who's just, you know, just
0: getting in, trying to get, find something to get into. Right, right, that's how it is, waiting for that sexual talk to jump off. And y'all just take it and run with it, man. And then that's when those bottom drawers are coming out on Saturday night, those bottom sock drawers. You guys know what's in the bottom sock drawers, and we won't even go too deep into it, but you know, we all know what's in those sock drawers, and that's what a lot of people struggle with, and that, will, that that's the sexual vibe that men see. You, you, a lot of people say, whoa, whoa, what's he talking about? No, nah, you know what we're talking about. We see it. We sense it. You see, sexuality is a spirit. And so if there's some things going on that don't mesh with, with what you're portraying, we will sense that. If you, you know, you're wondering, hey, why am I attracting these, these, these sexual men, these godless men? Well, what's going on Saturday night? What's going on Sunday morning? What's happening Friday, Friday evening? Where are you going to happy hour, which is leading to what you end up doing Friday night, which determines whether or not you get up Sunday morning? It's all connected. James, what's going on with you, man? This is going to be a good show. Excite- I'm excited. This is Barbershop Talk. We've got the fellas here. You guys, at the end of the day, fellas, if you're listening, you're also welcome to chime in, 646 if 366 Ladies, if you have questions for the fellas, you're welcome as well. It's the realest show in the world. We take all calls. No topic is off limits. We keep it real. No funny business. Uh, but, James, what's going on with you, man? We're going to get to all the fellas. What, um, you know, Just in your own words, man, what, what does a dime mean to you?
2: You know what, they man. You and uh, Lewis you just dropped some uh, some some major information, man. I 100% co-sign with what you, you gentlemen just said. Uh, I think for me, you know what, my definition has changed um, in the past. I was in the past five years, man, from the time I got out of college to where I'm at now, uh, looking for a wife. Uh, back in the day, you know, I'm not gonna lie. The only thing I was really interested in, man, was looking for you know looking for a woman with a nice body, man, a cute face. Uh, you know, a woman that had it going on in the physical area to me was a dime. But uh, as I'm getting older, man, as, and as I'm settling down, and I'm looking for a woman that I can, you know, a woman that'll be the mother of my children, uh, a woman that I would want to take to to meet my family. Uh, there's so much more that's going into that definition of a dime. And uh, for me personally, I look at four areas when I'm, you know, when I'm when I'm classifying a woman as a as a, a dime. I'm looking at the physical. I'm looking at the spiritual,
6: <clears throat> I'm
2: looking at the emotional, and I'm looking at the mental side of it. Um I'm looking at is she uh solid? Is she um firm? Is she um is she is she pretty much does she have everything going on that she needs to have going on in those four areas? Because as I get older man, I'm meeting so many women that have the physical going on, but all the other areas of their life are out of sync. And like you said, you got a lot of women out here that are sleeping around. they got these male friends that they're dealing with. you got women that are bitter over, you know, past relationships. you got women that are struggling with some type of emotional issue from an ex. And it doesn't matter how good you look. It doesn't matter how many curves you have. It does not matter how cute your face is. It doesn't matter how much money you make. If you don't have your spiritual life in order, and if you don't have your mental and emotional life in order, then you are not going to attract the best possible men, the men that God is going to send you to bless your life. And so when I'm looking at a diamond, I'm looking at those four areas, I'm looking at her personality, and looking at not only does she look good, I'm looking at what she brings to the table spiritually, uh mentally, emotionally, and physically.
0: That's it right there. Those are the those are the things that matter. And as I told you, and see one of the things I like to do, honestly, is be honest, and that's what all the brothers here are passionate about—is honesty. And everyone, as everyone has pretty much said, through over the course of our lives, the term "dime" meant different things. Because I like to be real. See, a big butt. Is only good for one thing. A lot of you ladies out here think that that's what these men like. I was like, oh okay, Nicki Minaj and Beyonce, okay they have big, they have nice butts, okay. So let me be like them because I see them staring at her when they post these these pictures or these videos and things like that. But what you gotta realize, a lot of these men are not in that ready to settle down stage. A lot of these men are not living for God. But you ask any black woman out here, hey look, what qualities are most important to you in a in a man or in a future husband? First thing out of everybody's mouth is, oh I want him to have a relationship with God. I want a godly man. I want a spiritual man. Well, if you want a spiritual man, why are you walking around in tights with no drawers on? Why are you? Why are you, you know, taking these these uh, duck face photos trying to entice a man? I mean, that not only is that not sexy, it looks ridiculous. Look at Howard the Duck out here. You know what I'm saying? Put, put your lips back in your face. You know, unpoke your, your booty out. You know what I'm saying? Put your, Cover up the breasts. See, those are things that men looking for jump-offs find to be appealing if you're looking for a jump off if you're looking for a friend with benefits well then yeah you're going to want her to have a nice body you're going to want to have a big butt but if you're looking for a wife you're going to be looking for a mother of your child you're going to be looking for someone who you can grow emotionally and spiritually with someone who's going to be supportive of you your career and your dreams and aspirations you know sex is you know that's you know, any married man will tell you, yeah, sex is going to be great if you're with the man, that, excuse me, the woman that God has for you. That's not even going to be a question. That's That comes naturally. That's not something you really even have to, like, work on all like that. The The, the hard part is, you know what I'm saying, is, is, the, is the other stuff, the relationship stuff. You know, that's what's most important to us. So all this stuff that y'all think is going to get you a man, no, it's going to get you smashed off on a Friday night. You know what I'm saying? A body, the looks, the you know, all that stuff is not important at all. Listen up, ladies. We talk about this stuff every night. You got the fellas here saying the same exact thing. Marv, I wanted to come to you, man. What, jump in, man. What's your what? What does a dime mean to you?
4: Yeah, you guys are pretty much saying it all. I mean, I don't really know what to add after this. I mean, you guys are really hitting it on the head tonight. Um, I was kind of laughing at the Howard the Duck comment that you made. I mean, like, who started that, though? Who started the duck face pose? Right, that's, that looks ridiculous. Man. I don't know.
0: I'll tell you this. I don't know who started it, but I know I've seen Beyonce in the shower taking a duck face photo, and next thing you know, mm-hmm. all these women around the country are posed, taking pictures in their bathrooms with their cell phones, poking their lips out, looking crazy right after Beyonce did it.
4: Man, you talk about a trendsetter. She's really setting the tone out here, making these women out here look ridiculous. Um, but, I mean, with that said, you know, a don in my, in my uh, mind would be somebody who doesn't follow the, follow the pack. You know, she, she, she does her own thing. She's her own individual. You know, she's confident in what God blessed her with, you know, uh, and she, you know, she rides that out. I mean, a woman with a quiet spirit, a woman who's supportive, you know, all of that. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I still look for a woman who's physically attractive. Um, you know, and I mean, it was it was pretty much the only criteria back in the day. Now, I mean, it's still up there, but it's not as important. Um, but you know, I still would like somebody who's you know just just takes care of themselves from head to toe, only because you know I do the same. And if I'm going to be with somebody long term, I would look I would need that person for us to be on the same page in regards to that. So, I mean, that's, well, that's definitely me an important.
0: Real, not to cut you off, because I want to stay with you real quick, but I want to stop you just cause we don't, so we don't lose this moment. Because you mentioned something very important that we touched on last night, but since the fellas weren't here, I wanted to bring it back up tonight, which is what you discussed, is the fitness aspect. Cause, and I, I see my man Steve here as well. I already know I want to have him go in as well. Because I think we're all, I don't want to, like, repeat, I have a feeling we're all pretty much, from a general perspective, pretty much saying the, th- the same things as far as the, the, what what constitutes a dime. But I want to dig deep into it. Because, see, this is not one of those sugar-coated shows. I'm not worried about being politically correct or incorrect. I'm not worried about ruffling some feathers, hurting a few feelings. It is far too many, you know, these suckers out here, these clowns out here, like the Steve Harveys, who are making money off of off of the, the lack of knowledge that specifically black women possess about what's going on in the minds of men. So it's time that you guys hear the truth, whether you like it or not, whether it hurts or or not. If I got to be the bad guy, you guys know I've been being a bad guy for five years. That's all. I don't care about making friends or fans or anything like that. I'm passionate about, I got my wife. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. I'm not worried about none of that. You guys are going to hear the truth. And what we need to talk about in regards to the truth is how important is the physical? Because you said, Marv, and this, this, this is the, the, the elephant in the room that nobody wants to talk about. This is that, that, that taboo subject. You know, we talked about uh, obesity last night. We talked about fitness last night. Marv, and we're going to hear from every single one of these men. Ladies, you're going to hear the truth. Marv, start it off, man, because I know you're going to be real, man. And they, I mean, give it to them straight because this is, this is what they don't get anywhere else. How important is a woman's physical appearance and and and, and level of fitness in regards to their standing as far as that dime status or just your overall perception of them and how they, uh, how they carry themselves. Jump right in or however you want to take it.
4: Yes, yeah, definitely. Um, it's a very sensitive issue. You know, uh, I'm going I'm to keep it honest for the sake of the show, and I'm sure there's a lot of listeners who appreciate our honesty. But by no means do I mean to offend anybody with my statement. Um, but for me, you know, physical appearance is definitely an important component And what I look for in a wife, Uh, I live in the city of Philadelphia, where literally I'm going to say about eight out of the ten women out here are just overweight and obese. Um, And it's, it's it's not a good look. It's definitely not a good look. I mean, I work out on a consistent basis. If I'm not in the gym, you know, I'm out on the road doing my running, and I don't see black women out there. And if I do, I can literally count them on one hand. And it's just a shame that these women out here, it seems like, they're giving their hair, their weave, more of a, more of a priority than their own physical fitness, and it's a sad situation. But at the end of the day, you know I'm not going. I don't care how, I don't care how good your hair looks. I don't care if you get manis and petties every week. I don't care if you are Gucci from head to toe. You know if you're walking out the, the, if you walking out the Gucci store looking like precious, it's a wrap. Like I'm not even gonna, I'm not even gonna look at you twice. And um, I remember posting um, a comment or posting a thread about the whole obesity. Well, no, I'm sorry, you did, they Don, and uh, it, it, it led into a pretty long debate. And one woman was on there talking about um, the fact that, uh, well, how would you know? What did she say? She said something about uh, you, you. you might be missing out on a good thing if you don't give a big woman a chance or whatever. And my thing is you don't know anything about a person when you first meet them. You know, as as men, we're we're visual creatures, so naturally we're going to be attracted to what we see. So if I'm the type of man who who do not like big women, I don't care. Honestly, they don't. I don't care how spiritually she is. I don't care how mentally sound she is. I don't care how great of a woman she is. I'm just going to be honest. If she's just like neglecting her body and her body looks ridiculous, I'm not going to pay her no mind. You know, the physical is what attracts you. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be drawn to what I to what I'm attracted to. Now, once she has my attention, you know, then I get to see more about her. So with that said, if I if I meet a person who I think visually, you know, fits my criteria and she's talking a bunch of nonsense, I'm not even gonna pay her any mind. I'm gonna keep her moving. I've I've done that before. I, I did it last week. So that that's not gonna change. Um, so I think it's just important that women understand. You know. Fitness is important. Fitness is important. Taking care of your body, eating right, eliminating certain nonsense out of your diet. You know, that stuff is going to affect your livelihood. That stuff is going to affect your
0: emotional state, and it's going to leave you single. That's just the bottom line. Right. Yo, <laughs> ladies, I told y'all we're keeping it honest tonight. And, I, and you know, and if this was like a Facebook thread, and like Marv said, we there was a thread couple of days ago or whatever it was, and it ended up being crazy. A lot of people, they like to the debate on Facebook. But, this, you know, when it comes to this show, and you guys are welcome to call in, but I'm just saying, when it comes to men talking about what they look for in a wife, there really is no debate necessary. You know what I mean? Like a lot of women say, well, I disagree with that. What, what do you mean you disagree? How do you disagree with what a man wants in a wife? You know what I mean? If, if you, And here's the, here's the kicker. A lot of women will add, well, Specifically ask men, hey, look, well, what are you looking for? You know, And they'll say, well, I, well first, I, okay, be honest. I want an honest man. You want honesty, but then when a man is actually honest with you and tells you what he likes, but more importantly, what he doesn't like, it's a problem, it's a debate, it's a fight. And, that, and you know, Marvin is just being honest. He is into fitness, as are all of us here, okay? And so it's nat- naturally he wants a woman who also is not just – Taking care of her body But is into fitness is, act, is passionate about taking care of her body We are physical creatures As we said Is that the number one driving force Is that what's most important Absolutely not It's not by far what's most important But don't let you know what I mean Don't kid yourself ladies And to think it's not important You know it's just one piece of the puzzle What What, what does a puzzle look like If it's incomplete It looks like trash you know, Steve, what's going on with you, man? We'll go to Lewis and, uh, you know what I'm saying, we'll keep it moving from some other aspects. But, Steve, man, you know, what is it dime to you specifically, though, from a physical standpoint? How important is fitness? What are some physical things that, that, that you know, that draw you in?
6: Yeah,
5: it's, it's they, done you know, to expand on the, on the last brother point, I mean, look at the top supermodels. White men are pushing Brazilian supermodels now. That wasn't the case back in the day. So what we see, we see them importing women from all over the world, white men, black men, Brazil, uh, you know, all over the world, Uh, uh, Philippines, uh, Asians. So, you know, you go to Los Angeles, you know, a white man will pick a Hispanic woman that's in shape, got her stuff together over an obese white woman. So this is not necessarily even about, you know, the, the black women being discriminated against. What it is is, You're competing on a global scale. Dating is global now. You can jump on a plane and be in Cancun for a couple hundred dollars now if you live in the right location. So it's not only are you competing with American women, you're competing across the globe against women. And so that's why the attitude is important because it's it's global because – White white men recognize, hey, we have a lot of white women falling off falling off the scale, so we have to do something, otherwise we're going to be stuck with these women, and they're not going to do that. That's why they're promoting Brazilian women. That's why you see Little Wayne and them putting Latinos in the music videos. they're, they're this this is going on, ladies and. And these women will come over here and and, and marry and take take the the generational wealth to their own families, and 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 that could be going into the black community. So the the, the beauty topics is important. Plus, it's not even it's about health. I, I spoke on the show before a long time ago. One hundred and forty one reasons why sugar is ruining your health, and uh, uh, Doctor Nancy Appleton. Wrote an article on that. It's, it's extremely important. It's more important than looking good because you, you can work hard on your job, but if you can't, if you're not going to live long enough to see your child, your children reach college age, I mean, what good is it? I mean, you went to school, you got a good job, but how long can are you going to be living on this earth? That's what Michelle Obama's doing. She's trying to get people to, to get in shape because they're running up Medicaid, Medicare costs. When they're just eating raggedy, eating you know, and not living good, and so, and, and why do you think the government subsidizes sugar with billions of dollars instead of subsidizing healthy foods? Because mm. they get, they make money off this problem. Everybody does. Doctors do. Big Pharma. They make money off these health problems, so they right. want you living raggedy because they get paid off of that. Right. And then they sit here and send donations to, to, to the politicians in Washington, D.C. All of this is a system they created. And, ladies, you're competing on a global scale. Looking good is important, but personality is number one. Because if it's all about looking good, there's plenty of young black women looking good. If that was the only criteria, I would have been married a long time ago. All these brothers on the panel, if it was all about beauty, we'd have been wife, we would have been we white still black women a long time ago and called it a day. But it's not, because beauty is not going to produce a 50-year marriage. It's impossible. It fades, and, and, and but it's important because that's what initially attracts a man. You know, uh, I mean, even the guys in the Bible, they weren't marrying obese women. So why should I have to marry one? They didn't have that back in the day when, when then Isaac and J- Jacob and them were getting married and had multiple wives. They weren't, you know. So expect Christian men today to accept this. When Christian man in the past didn't have to deal with that, that's hypocritical. What do you think about my points
0: on made? I think that you're making some excellent points, man. You know, it is actually a government, you know, I don't even want to say conspiracy because at this point it's not even a conspiracy. It's just pretty much out in the open. There are specific, you know, uh, laws and policies in place to keep us obese. We're the most obese country in the world. You go to places like Japan in China and even Australia My cousin uh, just moved back from Australia Lived out there for like 10 years or something like that it, You know, they have You go to their parks They have like these, those treadmill things They have like ellipticals they, You know what I'm saying? Like just like, like we have benches They have ellipticals That you can just get on to exercise on your lunch break Or just if you want to take a walk in the park You can actually do exercise it's, You know what I'm saying? It's, that's just what it is That's the culture and, and just about all over the world But here, we're, just, we're known as the fat, the fat nation and so, you know, go to your supermarket. Just go to your supermarket. Where are the healthy foods in the aisles? you got to, you know, if you're short, if you're a woman, specifically if you're a woman, most women are between the age or the height of five feet and say, you know, five. five. You, know, you know, so a lot of times if you want to get a healthy food, a healthy cereal or something like that, you've got to stand up on your tippy toes or you've got to crunch all the way down, you know, bend over. But what's right there right in front of you? Bam. Frosted Flakes, Bam, Cheerios, you know, things like that that are not, you know what I mean, Cocoa Puffs, that are going to keep you fat. It's right there, right in your face. You know, granola bars and things like that, that they claim are healthy. Granola bars aren't healthy. This stuff, really, a lot of people don't even know what to look for. They, they're turning the box over to the back of the box, acting like they're looking at something. What are you looking at? They're like, oh, okay, yeah, this looks good. Now, what do you mean? It has zero grams. It has like, one gram of protein and, like, you know, a thir- 50 grams of sugar. Like, what? <laughs> what's healthy about that? That's what a granola bar is. How many grams of protein does a granola bar have? Now, I'm not talking about protein bars. I'm talking about granola bars. No, stop eating the crap. It's making you fat. Like 500 calories in one bar. No protein. All those calories. Those, that's fat. Going straight to that gut. Now, I'm not, that's, that's the quote unquote healthy stuff. I'm not even talking about the McDonald's, the Wendy's, and the, the stuff that's really unhealthy that we, as a, uh, you know, specifically us as a community, a black community, we eat on a regular basis. A lot of people don't even understand health. You know what I'm saying? That, and, and, and growing up, what, we weren't even taught about that stuff. Health class was basically gym class. You know, you played softball and, and kickball. They don't really teach you nowadays. They don't I even mean, these public schools. They don't teach the black community how to be healthy. How many classes in college did you actually take on nutrition? I had a one credit uh, nutrition course just because I chose to take it. But re- the reality is, people aren't taught. A lot of people's parents are unhealthy, so they, their kids end up being unhealthy. You see these PlayStation games and all this, you know, these dolls and things like that. People are now sitting around, and they're getting fatter and fatter and fatter. Now, check this out, though. Just so you know, back in the day, I went to um, uh, uh, a very expensive, rich white school. You know what I'm saying? Growing up in elementary school, and if you guys know anything about that, these white schools, they actually require you. You have to play sports. You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice to just go to some after-school program or hang out in the streets. No, you're, to go to these schools, you have to do two sports per uh, per year. You know what I'm saying? You understand that? And, and so you're going to run track. You're going to run cross-country. You're going to play baseball. You're going to do something. You're not going to go to that school. You understand that? These black, the black community doesn't require that. That's why you're seeing a lot of these white girls getting married. You, don't, you know what I'm saying? Whereas you, you don't. And I'm be honest. And again, we're being honest. I know I'm talking a lot, but we're being honest tonight. You know, if I can, if I can, Lewis, I'll go to you. Honestly, man, where you're from, what you see around, how many young white women do you see walking around with these big butts, but with these guts even bigger? Honestly, man, do you really see that in the white community like you do in the black community?
3: Uh, no, they
0: don't. You know, when I'm
3: driving down the road, you can see, you know, even, even after they have children, you see them pushing them little strollers, the, the sports strollers with the three wheels. Some of them have one baby in there. Some of them have two jogging while they're, you know, I see them all the time, especially in the mornings jogging, you know, just, just jogging in the community, you know, and I can co-sign on what Marvin said because, you know, when I go to the gym and I hit the treadmill because that's my thing, you know, I see it's predominantly white, you know, I can count. Uh, the black women on one hand you know ladies when i'm say ladies i'm talking about the black ladies now you know everybody of course we know everybody got different body types but whatever your body type is you know you can still take care of that you can still do what you can to try to try to stay fit you know you know i, I like to know a woman just be able to pull her hair back and go to the gym. You know, if I go to the gym, hit the treadmill, she go in there with me, and she on the other treadmill, we're enjoying each other's company. You know, any of any women out there who are afraid to sweat out weeds and all that kind of stuff, that's not good. I mean, that's not good at all because if you think about it, we're looking for wives, and with wives, we're talking about lifelong. We're not talking about we don't get in all this prenups and all this stuff. We're, we're looking to spend the rest of our lives with you. So, you know, of course we, you can't control what happens, and sometimes things happen even when you do the best you can. But you can prevent some things as far as what health goes. I mean, I've seen I've seen some black women before, and they might have had a child or two child. I'm like, really? You you had a child? I mean, because even after it, you know, she's taking care of herself. She's going to the gym. She don't mind pulling her hair back. Um, so, you know, just take a listen to, to what these guys are saying because, you know, fitness is important. Like Marv said, yeah, I mean, you can you can look as good as you want to, you know, and even if you do get the fitness thing down, if your attitude is bad. If I'm in the gym and I see a girl, that's attractive to me. I mean, I've been in the gym before and I've seen uh, women, and it, and it looks like they just got their hair done. Now, we're talking about their real hair, so it's not a big deal. I mean, and when I see that, that's attractive. And if she smiles and she got a great
0: personality, oh, that's great. So just, just listen to what we got to say, ladies. Listen, and here's the thing, this isn't we're t- we're giving y'all what you need to know. You know what I mean? This isn't about bashing or white women are better. No, it's not you know, black women are better for real, for real. We want but it's just that we require more from y'all. We don't want, you know what I'm saying, the, the white women with the hair pulled back in a ponytail. We want the black women hair pulled back in a ponytail. But the reality is a lot of these you know, what we see is not you know, that we're not seeing that. We're not seeing the women in gym. I'll tell y'all a quick story. I tell y'all I was I, last night. I was at the gym for a couple a couple of hours. What I didn't tell you, I was playing three on three. Now you know what I'm saying, and it was interesting because a guy came in with his girlfriend. A lot of times, guys coming in, and they want to flaunt their their women around. They just have the women sit there and watch them play ball, cheer for them, do little stupid stuff. I'm like, okay, I'm thinking it's gonna be that type of thing. This this the, the dude he was he came to ball. So, you know, we started playing three-on-three, three, but check this out. His girl wasn't there to cheer him on. Cheer him on. His girl wasn't there to uh, just kind of look pretty. She, you know, took off her sweats, you know, had some ball shorts underneath, laced up her shoes. She was like, all right, you know, us versus y'all. So, you know, was like, all right, cool. I'm thinking, and I had, like, she was, like, the closest to my size, so I was sticking her, and I was like, all right, you know, I'm not, you know, I'm just going to kind of let her do her thing or whatever. I am going to play D too much. But she first you know, they checked it up, passed it to her. I'm like, all right, gave her the shot, knocked the shot down. I'm like, whoa, I got to start playing D. Let me play a little bit of D on this chick. You know, somebody's dribbling in the court. She's posting me, not posting me up, but, like, boxing me out. I'm like, oh, what was going And I'm just, I'm, you know, it was a fun game. Funny thing is they actually beat us, to be honest with you. She didn't. She scored that one basket on me. She ain't scored no more. But the point is she was, she was no slouch. You know what I'm saying? And she was fit, and she was exercising, and she was competing. That was sexy, and this was a very pretty girl. You know what I'm saying? Put her hair back in a ponytail. wasn't even worried about it getting sweat out. wasn't worried about sweating or anything like that. And that was that was what's up. I'm not saying ladies, y'all got to get out there on the court and, and play ball with the I'm not saying that. That was, that was just her thing. But I'm saying do what you do. I, I'm working all day. My wife comes home from work. She she um straight from work puts her, uh, her her tights on, you know what I'm saying, a little tank top, gets in front of the, the, the TV, and her and my daughter go ahead and do Zumba right in front of the TV. If Either that or she'll actually go out to the track and go running. That's like the new thing. So I'm just saying, man, like this is, that's sexy to me. You understand? She's a, a thin woman, like, you know, for the most part, that's what, Initially attracted me to her One of the first things That I was like Whoa She takes care of her body That's the type of body style That I'm attracted to And now it's a matter of Maintaining that After a kid You know And I'll tell you That's why I tell you all so much Take those weaves out your head Ladies Because Paying $500 for a weave I, I mean, I, I'm not saying I don't understand it. If I paid $500 for a weave, I wouldn't want to sweat it out either. That's why I'm telling y'all, stop paying $500 for these weaves because they don't look good, they are ridiculous, and they're preventing you from getting an effective workout. We would, like Louis just said, we would much rather prefer a sweat, some sweated out roots, than a big old gut. <laughs> you know, what I'm, so? I'm just being honest with y'all. Marv, you ever see these women balling in the in the gym?
4: Yeah, I've seen that. I've definitely seen that. And, uh, you know, sh- shout out to her for, you know, for choosing something that she enjoyed and using that as a way to stay in shape. I think what happens is a lot of women out here, they, I don't know, maybe they're intimidated from, from looking at a treadmill or an elliptical machine. I mean, you just have to experiment with different things, find out something that you enjoy, and just stick with that. You know, I understand that it can be tedious at times. I mean, look, I, I wake up 530 in the morning to go to the gym. Some days I don't feel like getting up, but you know I know that there's certain things in the in the gym that I, I like I enjoy doing. So, um, you've just gotta find out what works for
0: you and stick with it. Um, and I think that's just the bottom line. I think yeah I think I want to keep it moving. You know I think we've I think y'all get it now. I to, hopefully you get it because I don't even we could we, there's a lot more that we could say about it. You know what I'm saying we could do we, we have done a whole show and if you guys remember my my class it's probably about time for a part 2 on that me and uh, my homie Bassam who's a uh, fitness instructor you know what I'm saying and, and really honestly changed my life and gave me a whole uh, new outlook just on fitness and nutrition and really is one of the main reasons that I am am, am um you know conscious about my my not physical appearance, but more so just from a health standpoint, really gave me a lot of stuff. We did a classic show on health and fitness and how it uh, how it affects your relationships, you know, because it has a lot. It's not just so much from a physical perspective, but when you don't look how you want to look, that's when things like depression keep uh, kicking. Things like insecurities and, and hypersensitivity, you know what I'm saying, which will cause you to... View yourself in a in a not so good way, which will cause men to view you in a not so good way, which will cause them to treat you in a not so good way. So it's all you know that foundation is really all about um, just loving yourself. And when you love yourself on all levels, you will take care of your body. You guys, hopefully you guys get that. But yeah, let's keep it moving though. Um, so that's it. We so just to kind of recap. We've talked about some things from an, a general perspective. Okay, as far as what we look for and what constitutes a dime, we we've, we've, we've dug a little bit deep and got into the physical of what what, what a dime is all about. Um, and it is, we, we, you know, there's so much more we could say about the physical, but I, I want to keep it moving just in the interest of time, and there's so many aspects of what is a dime. James, I want to start with you, man. let's Let's talk a little bit about turnoffs. Okay? We know what a dime is. You know what I'm saying? What are some things that, in your opinion, take away from that dime status? Take away from a man saying, "Wow, that's my future wife." Yeah, she has the qualities that would that would make her a dime. Well, if you had to name say your your top three turnoffs, what would they be
2: um, number one, I would definitely say um, any type of uh any type of promiscuous vibe that I get from a woman is going to be an immediately is going to be an immediate turn off. Um if I have any doubt in my mind that um you know that she's not a, a woman that's um that's you know, she she's not a woman that's you know taking care of her body and she's not having. If, she, if I have a if I have any thoughts or any feelings that she's having about of sex that's number one that's going to that's going to bump her off my list. Uh, number two. Um, wait, hold
0: on. Before you before you go, let's just real quick. If I ask you one question about that, a lot of women mm-hmm. are saying, "Wait, wait, wait, wait. What are you talking about? All men want a woman who can put it on them in the bedroom. What do you mean? What can you, you want to explain why that's a turn off? I thought that most men wanted a woman who had a lot of sex. That means she's sexually experienced and would be better in bed for him. Why is that a turnoff? That, that's what the the women are saying right now. You anything you want to? How do you would you explain that?
2: Um and I think that's uh that's a that's an absolute stupid and one of the most foolish statements that I've ever heard. um you know if i'm a, if I'm the type of guy that's looking to have some sex, then, of course I'm looking for a woman that's experiencing a bedroom, but when I'm actually looking for a wife and I'm looking for someone that i'm willing to, that I'm looking to spend the rest of my life with and introduce to my family and to raise my kids with and to live with. That's the last thing that I'm looking at is how good she is in the bedroom. You know, that's that's just not important at all to me because we can learn. Sex is something that can be learned, like you said earlier, man. And um, I think I don't know where women are getting that idea from. I think it's maybe some of these uh, thirsty cats out here filling their heads up, or maybe it's something they're hearing off of the radio, or whatever, man. But I know me and many of the men I know, man, um, a, a freaky woman is is that's a complete turn off, man.
6: So
0: let me ask you this. So it sounds like you're saying you would prefer a virgin over a woman who's had who's a who is the best in every possible manner sexually.
6: Man,
2: if, if I met a virgin, I mean in the in the physical, if I met a virgin, man, I would it would it would blow my mind, man. But I have yet to meet a woman that um has not had sex before. I mean, I you know I know there's a couple of ladies that are on the on the in the group that are virgins, but I mean, you know, meeting a woman that is that is chilling out on the sex—not even a virgin—but meeting a woman that's celibate, that's that's been chilling out on the sex for more than three or four months, is a rare thing, man. And so, if I met a woman like that, man, it would it would
0: it would do something to me, man. It would it would definitely make me look at her in a different manner. Let me let me pause right there, and I want to come back to you because I want to get the other uh, opinions from the fellows on there as far as turnoffs. Again, tonight's show, a big part of it. Is turnoffs and and the overall um, reason for tonight is the definition of a dime. And you ask most women, what do you, and I do this on my counseling sessions. This is like probably like one of the first you know introductory questions that I ask uh, women that I work with is, in your opinion, what do you think is most important to a man? And I promise you. I promise you, 99.9% of the women that I work with, they will tell you that they think that the most, one of the most important things to men is how good a woman is in bed. And that just goes to show you, like he said, that there's such a big misconception. It's it's the media, it's these Beyonce's, it's the Nicki Minaj's, it's the Rihanna's sending out these sexual messages, you know, and these video vixens, you know, women thinking that that's what we want and they're not really understanding that there are two types of men out here. There are men sent from God to love you and men men sent from the devil to destroy you. And the men sent from the devil to destroy you will po- poison your mind with these lies that, you know, which is we want a woman to be sexually experienced. Every man here would prefer a virgin. There's not a man on the planet who would not take prefer a virgin as a wife. As opposed to you know some of these women who've been with 20, 30 men Some of y'all have been with like 50 guys Wondering why nobody's taking you seriously these, And I'm not going to lie to y'all These men want women who are as close to virginal as possible If not virgins I'm not going to lie I'm not going to act like it's not what it is Some women, I've worked with women every day who, who, who have had a lot of sexual partners And I tell them the same thing I'm telling you, you know I'm not going to lie Now is it possible to find love if you've made some sexual mistakes? Absolutely but I'm still, I'm not going to lie and tell you as far as what would, what men would prefer. That would make me unreal. That would make me a liar. That would make me Steve Harvey telling women what they want to hear. You know what I'm saying? This is, this is about realness tonight. Marv, when it comes to women, you know what I'm saying? Keep it real. You heard the, the, you know, how James responded, you know, would you take a virgin? I mean, how important is sexual experience to you?
4: Um, how important is sexual experience? Uh, you know obviously it's not it's not important when it comes to finding someone long term you know that's that's an area that um her and I can both work on through trial and error. I mean you know if the love is there, you know at some point the sex is going to follow and it and it will be great so I'm not even concerned about that um you know the more uh partners that a woman has um you know and the more experienced she is in bed, you know the less that I would view her as, as a wife. I mean, if anything, you know, she immediately is in the whole category. Like I wouldn't even take her seriously because as I always say, you know, if she's putting on me like that, you know, how many other guys has she been putting on the same way? So, you know, she she had to have learned that somewhere. So, I mean, with that said, I, I won't even take that woman seriously. So, you know, the women out there who have, you know, higher than, um, than expected numbers. I mean, I would definitely strongly advise you to just, you know, stop it, cut it out like, Don't even, you know, continue building that number Because, you know, the more notches
0: that you put on your, on your belt You know, the less value that you have as a potential wife to someone Right, Mar. let me stop you right there Let me go to, because I want to go to Lewis real quick Just while we're on this whole, you know, sexual aspect of things In regards to turnoffs. This is, a, under, hear what we're saying The more, the more sex you have You know what I'm saying it, The lower your your value goes just like ladies, the more car, excuse me, the more miles you put on a car, the value of that car is lower. I don't care what kind of car it is, how well it runs, but every mile you put on a car significantly lowers the value of that car. Every year that goes by, the value of that car depreciates. Hope, I hope you guys understand it. I don't care if you paid two two $200,000 for that car. I don't care if it's a Rolls Royce. The value of that Rolls Royce lowers every year and every mile the value lowers. Every sexual partner, every man you let run up in you, every guy you pleasure sexually, orally, whatever it is, your value has lowered. That's why Marv said you just got to, he would advise you, I would advise you to just stop. Stop the bleeding. Stop, you know what I mean, just stop it now while you have a chance. A lot of you are, because this is what, this is just so you know, this is how it goes. A lot of you aren't hoes. Some of you are, but a lot of you are not hoes. A lot of you actually respect your bodies. A lot of you are looking for love, but you've just been conditioned to think that that's what you have to do. So you're out here dating and you're saying, well, look, I don't really, I'm not into having sex. I've had some bad experiences and so I'm not going to do that. But then you meet a guy who you think you like and because you think that you have to put out in order for him to take you seriously, you will go ahead and give him your body in the course of the dating situation, hoping that that will materialize, you know what I'm saying, materialize into love, into a relationship, and it never ends up like that. You know anything about that,
1: Courtney? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely um, something that... Has happened to me, you know. I thought that it was going somewhere, um, you know, because I really, really, really liked the guy. And like you said, like I that that guard, you know, I let my guard down and I had sex. And from that point on, it, you know, it was it was basically a wrap after that. I mean, he stuck around for a little bit longer, but I started to notice a difference. Or how how do we say it? Um, he started acting funny. And um, you know, none of that stuff happens would have happened if I would have just kept my legs closed and really just focused um, on God and not men.
0: Wait, so what are you saying, Courtney? Are you saying that women should just keep their legs closed and then and, and just not have sex?
1: Most definitely. Yeah.
0: I had a young well, I had a, I was working with a young woman and, and we had a session. I hope she's listening. We had a session and in the session in which I told her, I said, Look, you gotta stop having sex. I said, I asked her, How do you feel about sex? You know, And she said, well, you know, uh, I said, are you willing to wait until marriage for sex? And she said, honestly, no. I said, well, you know you've got you to do that, right? I said, "That's you having sex with these men is going to basically prevent these men from taking you seriously. I said, the moment you have sex with them, his feelings will change. He will start acting different. I said, are you okay with stopping sex? She said, well, honestly, I'm not really there yet. You know what I mean? That was the, you know, and so that we had our, you know, finished that session up. I get an email a couple of days later saying she wants to cancel the session. I said, that's fine. I wish you the best. I'm willing to forfeit money. I'm willing to lose clients if, you know what I'm saying, if it means me being honest. I'm not going to lie to him. I'm not going to say, oh, don't worry about it. Just wait 90 days. You know what I'm saying? It's okay if you have a little sex as long as you're in a relationship. It'll work out. No, it will not work out. You've got to stop having sex. You've got to keep your legs closed. You've got to respect your body. I'm saying things that pastors won't even say to their congregation. And people wondering why these Catholic churches, excuse me, these Baptist churches, these, these non-denominational, non-denominational churches with these huge uh, congregations are all filled with single women. Why? Because these pastors are afraid to say, keep your legs closed. Stop letting these no-good niggas hit it. And certainly stop letting them hit it raw. If it, I mean, who, who out there is willing to say, black women, keep your legs closed? If more black men grew some balls and said, black women, keep your lace closed, we would see less abortions. We'd see less STDs. We'd start seeing these rings getting put on fingers. But because everybody... You know, these quote-unquote black leaders, they'll come out the woodwork to protest the Trayvon Martin, but they won't come out the woodwork to say, black women, keep your legs closed. Where are those picket signs at? Let's start picketing these STD clinics saying, keep your legs closed. Let's start picketing these abortion clinics and saying, black women, keep your legs closed. Let's start doing that. You know, is that an attack on black women? No, it's the protection of black women. Because we love black women and we don't want to see black women with herpes and HIV and syphilis and gonorrhea and getting a, the, uh, the life of a baby sucked out of them with a tube and thrown in the garbage. Understand that? That could be the next president. That could be the next pastor. That could be the next relationship counselor. That could be anybody. You know what I'm saying? we got to stop letting our children be aborted. And if I gotta be the only person to say it, then so be it. This is real, this is real stuff. Lewis, I know he fills me because Lewis is passionate about, about being celibate and waiting to even have sex until marriage. Lewis, how do you feel about sex?
3: Oh, Dayton, I'm telling you. When you're talking about finding somebody uh that's a virgin or close to it, I'm telling you. I'm like i I'm like uh, James. The ears went up. You're not lying, that young lady that you just mentioned, that's, that's what a lot of black women think. I'm telling you, and from my perspective of being a virgin, you tell a black woman that you're a virgin, she acts like you just told her you had HIV, and I'm not even lying about that. Okay, who offended by it? Because it's the truth, and I can't tell you how many. I mean, I just I was just communicating with this woman, and she was a worship leader at her dad's church, and she talked about she loved God and all this stuff. So I hit her with the truth about what I'm about. I'm telling you right now, we're not talking now because they can't hang in there with them. I'm telling you, uh, they just, the sex thing, you know, ladies, if you buy a pair of shoes, would you buy past pair of shoes if, if they have been worn in a whole bunch of times by a whole lot of ladies? No, you wouldn't. And that's how men, Christ-centered men looking for, for wives. Because, look, I'm not trying to compete with all your other experiences. I want a woman where, like Mars said, we can learn and experience together. And you know why it's going to be so great? You know why it's going to be great? When I have sex for the first time with my wife, because, and all the men can agree, there's going to be that love component. And that's what's going to make the sex all that much great, because there's going to be two people that love each other. We don't have to worry about somebody getting up the next morning. Uh, ladies, you have sex with that man that loves you and is committed the rest of his life to you. You ain't got to worry about him having to go to work the next morning.
6: You know, you don't have
3: to worry about all that. And, you know, ladies, just, you know, I I wish I could open your heads up, put this knowledge in there, and close it and screw it. But, you know, they don't tell the truth. That lady, that woman he was counseling, I'm telling you, from a personal experience, you don't know how many of these past experiences have even made it for me to the first date. Now, if I just played it off and didn't really mention the whole sex thing, yeah, we probably wouldn't have gone out on the first date or whatever because they think it's going down at some point. But I'm telling you from experience, and I'm not talking about uh, some street women. I'm talking about women in the church. They do not want to hang with a guy if sex is off the table. And if that's you ladies, it's time to look in the mirror and take responsibility for why you don't have that good man. Instead of getting in there, sometimes I see data on posting. Women want to get in there and talk about men and the men and all that stuff. But then when they need a man like, like uh, somebody on this panel that ain't preoccupied with sex, then you don't want to hang with him because of you, because you want the sex that badly. So I'm telling you, promiscuity,
0: like James said, number one on my list. That's it. We're talking about right now uh, common turnoffs. And, and, you know, Steve, what's up with you, man? What, from your perspective, what are you seeing out here in regards to promiscuity, lack of respectability from these, from these women out here? Well,
5: see, the thing is, they the women don't separate the player stage. In the player stage, yeah, men are rating women. They're like, nah, she's terrible in bed, this and that. That's the players. They don't separate that. From when a man reaches his peak at 35, he is established – you know, and ready to get married, that's a whole separate man. At eight at eighteen, yeah, these boys are out here judging women on sex, different things at eighteen, but at thirty five, his whole mentality is different. He's ready to settle down now. So he he that being a you know, knowing that, hey, the basketball team ran a train on, on, on your girl, your possible future wife, is not a good thing. And then on top of that, is that uh, that people want a thousand-page explanation for not fornicating, like the Bible says? Because God knows that women get heartbroken, they hold resentment, and uh, that creates problems over the years. And you can see a good woman, man. Like you go to work, you can tell good woman the attitude. Because men have good memory. We can remember when women have attitudes. We be at work, work around people for years. We'll, we'll know what women or have good attitudes and what women don't have, which ones don't. But you have to separate the player stage from the marriage stage. Those are two totally different stages. Women confuse that, and and they're dealing with guys in the player stage, and, and, and they're like, well, he said that, you know, the sex was bad. So they're equating that with the marriage stage, and that's two totally different black men, and you cannot combine them. You can't do that because that marriage, the guy looking to get married, he's like, man, I don't want the guy, the woman that done, uh, been ran through by the football team. You don't want that chick, cause he's gonna get clowned at. And his mama told him, don't bring no trash home, don't bring that woman to me that's that's been hauling around and all that, because you can't sleep at night because she might be hauling on you, and he can't sleep at night. So they done all these, they they they, they got to separate the two. You wanna talk about that?
0: I know my mom told me not to bring any trash home. I know that, and, and you know what I'm saying. That's what a lot of these men were told. Like he's, you know, my dad even I remember one time. I'll never forget this. We were out in the mall, and we saw this woman with the long weave, with the with the. I, mean, I know she had a huge butt, and with some like leopard, you know, print, uh, you know, tights on, the high heels to go with it. Nothing covering up the booty. And my dad, you know, he he, he actually he didn't even tap me. He he gripped me up by my neck. See, my dad was one of those no joke type of fathers. Real real strict. Real like, you know, no BS. Like, smack the crap out of you if you if you even looked wrong. You know what I mean? and He gripped me up by the neck and said, "You see that right there?" He said, "Don't you ever bring anything like that into this house." You know what I'm saying? And and I you know, and my mom Gave different messages along those same lines And so when you have that type of accountability You know what I'm saying When your parents care, actually care about your future So you got people like on Love and Hip Hop You know Yandy's mom who, who are okay with her dating a drug kingpin Or instead I give you my blessing to marry my daughter Two weeks next episode later this dude is in jail I'm not talking about that type of parenting. I'm talking about real parents who actually give a damn about how you turn out, actually give a damn about who you end up marrying. You know what I'm saying? And that's what you—that's what these kids need. These kids need parents who are willing to beat them. I posted the video online of the father beating his daughters with, uh, with an with a extension cord or something because, uh, because he saw them twerking. They were twerking on Facebook. And he, he beat the crap out of him, And I said, that's what's up. A lot of people said that was abuse. In fact, all, some women said that was abuse. That wasn't abuse. That's what they deserved. I, I got beat with an extension cord. My sister got beat with an extension cord. My brothers got beat with an extension cord. In addition to belts and switches and everything else. So trust pots, pans. That, you know what I'm saying? That ain't nothing. I had it all. There ain't no abuse. I turned out great. I turned out to be a strong Christian man of God. You know, and not a, a thug in the streets, not a drug kingpin, not d c s not Jim Jones, not these weirdos out here, you know, chasing sex. That's what we need out here, man. And so people need to just lighten up. You know, people will defend the most ridiculous things. They won't say nothing about these thugs and, and, and you know, hustlers and pimps. But if somebody wants to discipline their children, they'd be the first one to say, oh, no, you should do it this way, when they don't even beat their kids and their kids are going to end up on a stripper pole. These moms crack me up. They be the main ones with their breasts out trying to talk, trying to debate, trying to, t- you know what I'm saying? Like, who are you that say anything? You know what I'm saying? Your kids are the main ones twerking. You're twerking. What's up with this twerking crap, man? You know what I mean, Courtney, you be twerking online? What's
6: up?
1: <laughs> no. You know what? I didn't even know what it was until, like, a month ago. Like, I had seen it, but I just didn't know what it was. No, I don't do that.
0: Man, I know you don't, I'm just messing with you Yo, man, what's this world coming to? James, is that sexy to you? Women who, who can twerk it, twerk it right? Man, that's funny they
2: I uh, I watched that video, man And it brought back some memories of some of the uh, Some of the smackdowns I received When I was a kid, man And the, the reality was At the time, I thought I was going to die When I was getting beat down, man But, you know, I ended up I ended up learning my lesson And I ended up turning out pretty good, man And, um and you're exactly right. I, I have many conversations with uh, with women, and, and the reality is, the sad reality, especially for black women, is there are very few positive role models in, in, in our community. There are very few women that our black women can look up to as respectable um, women that actually are taking care of their bodies and are actually respecting their bodies and chilling out on the sex. And I think that's the reason why we see so much of the promiscuity of the twerking of of these women out here um, walking around with little or no clothes on is because our women don't have any role models and they don't have any men or women that are in their lives that are that are saying, you know, chill out on the sex, respect your body like you do on this television show, like you do on this radio show, man, and I really appreciate what you're doing because if these women will listen, man, I'm telling you what, there are men that are waiting, they're waiting to meet a woman. That there are men that are praying and then are waiting to meet a woman that is willing to chill out on the sex long enough to get to know that man. And and I'm telling you what, ladies, if you can put yourself in that position, if you can pick up on these principles that they don and many other men are teaching, I'm telling you what, God will, God is going to bless you with something that's going to blow
0: your mind. Right, and that's what a lot of women don't understand. What you guys don't understand, I have women who debate with me. I have women who I have to delete for, specifically for disrespecting me. You know what I mean? And everything that I do comes from a biblical perspective. Anything I say, anything I put out there from an advice standpoint, from a counseling standpoint, even these show topics, this is all from a biblical perspective. You know what I'm saying? so just understand what you, who and what you're debating with. You're not debating with me because I could post a script. Anything, any advice I put, any opinions I put out there, I could just as easily attach a biblical scripture right to the end of it. Please understand that. So you're not debating with me. And if, you're de- and if you are, if you're debating with some of these other brothers who are clearly coming from a, a biblical perspective, you're debating the teachings of Jesus Christ. And you are debating and limiting your chances of being blessed with a godly man because we're all men of God. So, ladies, all those, you know, 200, 300, 400, 1,000 comment threads that Marv starts, and you guys end up debating with him and different things like that. Some people were debating with me back in the day. What what does that tell you? You don't see married women debating. That's just a fact. Married women not only do they you know do they not have time to be debating all like that, but there's no need to debate because they understand it. If you understand it, then you will be found. If you exhibit these principles we're talking about, if you are without these these hindrances these red flags that we're talking about from the promiscuity, we're about to get into attitudes and other forms of emotional baggage. You know, if you don't have that stuff, well, like James said, that's who we're looking for. We're looking for the great women of the world who keep their legs closed. We're not looking for the hoes. We had the hoes. I've had hoes. Marv has had hoes. You know what I mean? you know, We did that back in college. You know? I went to college about an hour and a half away from Marv. So trust me, we... You know, Mark. I mean, you, let's be honest. Have you ever had some hoes? Have you experienced that good sex, that crazy sex, the freaks? Because we're not speaking from a godly perspective to the point where we can't relate. I wasn't always living for God. We weren't. We all weren't always doing that. And you know anything about that, Mark? Who me? Absolutely not. <laughs> I don't know
4: what you are talking about.
0: <laughs> See? I
4: want to incriminate mean, hey. you yeah I mean well you know i had to, I had to get it out of my system um you know i was with I was with a woman for my during my junior senior years in college, and uh that was the first time i've ever i've ever you know experienced what love was about and it was a great thing it ended pretty pretty badly, and I think that was the beginning of my player stage for so for like the next few years, I was pretty much getting it in so when you talk about a dime, if you were to ask me this at at twenty three you know i'm like i said i'm I'm looking at strictly physical. I mean, she she can be as sassy as she wants. She can be as as loud as she wants. I mean, it didn't matter to me, you know. As long as she was putting out and she looked good while doing it, you know, we gonna rock. So that's just how I felt for for a long time. But it's just interesting that even then, I mean, had I if I would have been, if I would have met a woman of quality, I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not an idiot. I'm not I'm not a dummy. I know what a good woman looks like, you know. So I probably would have. Change my perspective on certain things, but I think at the time I just, you know, I was enjoying that lifestyle. So I think I, I probably did run across some good women, good women, but you know, that I just wasn't, that just wasn't for me at that at that moment. So you know, there's definitely a lot of regrets just being young, young and dumb. Um, But it's like now, fast forward, I'm 35 now, and I still run into those same type of women. And you know it's just, it's so easy for me now to just cut the corner and not even give them a time of the day because you know I'm at a different place in my life right now, and they may look physically appealing, but you know if you don't have the whole package i mean i can't I can't deal with you
0: there's nothing It's nothing to do ladies I mean y'all Steve's touched on it, Marv's touched on it, we're all you know pretty much saying the same thing you know the 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 video the guys who you know, are in control of who, you know, what videos get put out there, um, you know, what 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 superstars get elevated into stardom. You know, those people are marketing, you know, these videos and these shows and all this stuff to a younger generation of men. This stuff, I'm not the target audience. I'm 35 years old, too. Marvel's 35. We're not the target audience. Of the Beyonce, you know, fans, the the guys who are lusting after, you know, the Nicki Minaj and the Rihanna. It's more so these younger guys out there. So a lot of you are not, you know, you're you're emulating someone, you're looking up to these women who aren't even marketed to the men who you want to deal with. You don't want the twenty four year old guys. You don't want the, you know, what I'm saying the twenty eight guys year old guys out there in the player stage. Still out there having sex with all these types of women You want the 30 year old men The 32 year olds The established guys The educated guys The men who have gotten all of that out of their system So it doesn't make sense to try to be like someone Who these men don't even find sexy Beyonce is not sexy You guys, Don't you guys get that by now? Beyonce is the least sexy woman out there Actually no, probably Rihanna has her beat You know, but those Rihanna, Nikki, the irony is that Nicki Minaj, Rihanna, and Beyonce are the least attractive celebrity women out here. There's no, you know, more unattractive women. They're they're like the opposite of sexy. They're like the (laughs) anti-sexy. You understand? And and, and from an, I mean, that's just from a a beauty standpoint. They're not, they're not nothing. You understand? I wouldn't touch any of those people, those women with a 10-foot pole. Nobody here would. Please don't, don't believe the hype even though People Magazine named her the most beautiful woman in the world. You know what I mean? Like, that's okay. That's all well and good. She's not even on my top ten list. You know? I'm just being real with you. Like, Steve, is Beyonce on your top ten list?
5: They die. She's, you know, nah, brother. I mean, the thing is, light, light-skinned women are a dime. I mean, they're a dime a dozen. They're all out here, man. I mean, your Paula Patton's and... There's just so many different women out here. But this is the thing. What people don't understand, Dana, the way she treats Jay-Z is totally different than the products she markets. She has to market her products to ratchet women so they can keep buying up her product, white women as well. So if she becomes holier than thou, she's going to lose all her market market share. She's going to lose all of her business. So... And Nelly talked about this too. Like, yeah, we can become Christian based, but we're going to lose we're going to lose all of our money. So that's the thing. When America, when we complain about these rappers, these these singers, America it's like looking in the mirror. You look in the mirror, it's like America is on the inside is a disaster. People see the wealth, but our relationships are a disaster. So, you know, until that gets resolved, until people come out of that mindset of doing what the devil want them to do, they're gonna to continue to buy the product and if Beyonce's not there selling it, they're gonna be somebody else selling it in replace of her. So we can complain about these rappers and Beyonce's and all that, but at the end of the day they're pro they're, they're only they're selling the product that people wanna buy. If women wanna buy the ratchet product, I'm independent and all that, they're gonna keep selling and keep promoting it. At the end and they don't ever talk about that catering cater to you song. They rarely wanna bring that up but that's what Jay Z Jay Z is not getting the treatment that she's promoting. Do you follow what I'm saying, they
0: I absolutely do, man. And what happens is, like you said, all her if you look at her most popular songs, they're the songs that are marketed to single black women. You know, the from you know, party black women we like the party like that, you know, uh uh you know, single ladies, independent women. You know, crazy in love, these like over super sexual songs, even this new single, um, not Bow Down, but the one before that, um, you know, Dance for You. You know, it, it, it appears to be a love song, but the way they market it, they, you know, it, it's basically slutty, you know, basically being a whore. All Beyonce's most popular songs are basically, basically epitomize whorish behavior, freak em dress. And you you know, we've done tons of shows where we've literally and systematically broke down these lyrics word for word for word, word for word for word, and, and, and you know, showed you exactly how horrid these songs are, okay? And I'm telling you if, you, if you're a Beyonce fan, I can just about promise you you're single, guaranteed. You don't find too many happily married women who are sitting up there bumping single ladies or independent women, or let me go ahead and put on my freakum dress. Or taken up for Beyonce on these threads, you know where we actually speak out against these sins. You know that's the single women who love wearing weaves. You click, you know, I always click on the pages, go through the albums. You see the the, the long blonde weaves, the the breasts out, the, the the duck faces. That's all. You know what I'm saying? Don't mistake these long threads. These people so hype, you know, defending Beyonce's and Nicki Minaj and all that stuff. You know, don't mistake those for the women who you would even want to be like. Those are like the worst possible women, you know, so tonight's show is is all about the definition of a dime, but you can't talk about a dime without talking about what's not a dime. You know what I mean who gets the type of women who get the four rating out of a on a scale of one to ten so right now, what we're doing is we're talking about turnoffs we talked about what's good from a fitness standpoint, from a spirituality standpoint, mentality. You know what I'm saying, personality and things like that Those are all things that make up a dime But we let's talk more about these turn-offs You know, we talk about the promiscuity The lack of respectability, obesity, fitness You know what I'm saying Let's get into what really is, is front and, and center uh, In regards to how these men are viewing women today Which is the emotional side Okay, because when you And I'll just speak about it first Just to kind of start it off Then we'll hear what the fellas have to say You guys have to understand that you know, I talk a lot about emotional availability, and I have a great question that was posted tonight in the group that we're going to kind of use to illustrate um, this what we're talking about tonight. But emotional availability, ladies, please get it. This is the number one most important thing. The first thing, obviously, yeah, you know, there's going to be that physical, but the most important thing is what's going on emotionally? You know, do you have baggage? Are you available emotionally to give 100% of your heart? You know, do you have unresolved issues? Do you have a wall up? Do you have a guard up? Do you have trust issues? You know, do you have self-esteem issues caused by, you know, the residual effects of a failed relationship, a failed marriage? You know, these are all things, questions that we're going to ask. These are observations we're going to make. And if any of those things that I just named you can relate to or you struggle with, give me a call. Eight five five fifty five 55 Dayton. I work with women every day, all day, to break free of these issues and to get rid of that emotional baggage. DADON at TRCToday.com is the email. And, um, you know, start start now because it's not a short process. I'm not going to lie to you. It's not like something we're just going to talk and it's going to be, you know, years of trust issues are going to just be magically, you know, erased. No, it's, you know, it's gonna we're going to get you there, but, you know, it's going to take a little bit. It's going to take some time. So if you if you know you if you know you're thirty one now, if you know you're thirty five now and you know you have years of, of baggage, daddy issues, trust issues, we we need to talk now, like yesterday. So that's just, you know, my my little, you know, take on it. But um let's go to the fellas though. Lewis, let's start with you, Lewis, man. You know, from an emotional standpoint, what are some turnoffs that uh just you know from a personality and, and emo things that are going on inside women emotionally that, that turn you off and take women out of that that, that dime category well, one of the first things
3: I can say is humility because that's 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 one thing that I see severely lacking with women. I mean, I like a woman who knows how to admit that she's wrong, who knows how to say, "Hey you know I'm sorry you know I, I don't see that you know my experiences with women if I tell a woman, um, how I feel. And I know the one thing that women, the one thing you'll find with Christ centered men is we know how to express ourselves. I mean, I know you,
6: uh, a lot of
3: y'all are accustomed to dealing with those guys that don't communicate, don't care to talk, to keep it all in. But, you know, we like, we like to put to share, how we feel about things, you know, and in my experiences, and, and I know y'all don't think that that's, uh, some of y'all don't think that that, is what a man is about, but then that's why some of y'all are where y'all are today and not happy and unhappily married because you chose men. They couldn't communicate and didn't have a heart. But humility is a big thing for me because, you know, if I share with a woman that uh, did something did well with me or something bothered me, you know, most of the time, the majority of the time, the women I, I've dealt with, they, they don't know how to say they're sorry. They always have an excuse. They always have a reason. They get defensive. They get attitudes. They just don't know how to say, you know something, you know, I, I didn't know that you felt that way. I'm sorry. You know, another thing is I like women that know how to communicate. You know, uh, I can't read minds. You know, if you got something on your mind, then you can share with me because, see, a lot of times women will, will have an opinion about some things, and like you said, they're viewing us men through the filter of some experience they had with another man. One time I had a woman that kept asking me if I was angry. She just kept asking me if I was angry. I'm like, no, I'm not angry. And she was a divorced woman. I'm like, okay, I, I see what this anger stuff is about. Apparently her ex-husband must have been angry all the time. So that's why she always asking me if she's angry. And she had trust issues. I mean, because I couldn't even... It's like she told... We were talking about things that we liked with each other. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, yeah, I like a woman... Just uh, send me a thoughtful text or whatever And she was like oh okay So she might do it for a second And then what happens is she'd stop doing it I had, And I was like When I would talk to her about it She'd be getting upset and she'd be acting like I was trying to tell her what to do And I'm like okay I'll just share it with you Something that, that I like But she kept it, looking at me from the standpoint of her ex So those are just a couple things That
0: uh, I have to put out there on, Right I appreciate that let me let me do this. I want to go to the other fellas real quick, and you know 'cause this is this is and you know, that emotional piece of things is you know it is crazy As a matter of fact, James, you know, can you relate to any of the things that Lewis was talking about?
2: know they than I can man and um you know one one word to the ladies um we're talking about this dime scale where we're rating women from a one to ten on several different factors um I have met many women that physically were tens, but their attitude and the vibe that they gave off immediately knocked them down to a six, seven, and even lower. And on the other hand, I've met women that may not have been the best looking women, but their attitude elevated them to a nine or to a ten and made me look at them in a way. That I have never looked at other women before, and so if you're a woman that's lacking you know in the physical department, maybe you're you maybe you don't have that that you know that that perfect model body. If you were working your attitude, then that will put you in a position to where men will differentiate you and see you different than these other women out here, because that like they now said that attitude um that that attitude is so important, and you gotta realize, lady, that your attitude is more than the way you think. your attitude shows in your facial expressions, your attitude shows in the way you talk, your attitude shows in um it it's it's i don't know what it is, but that attitude is like for men that are looking for wives, that attitude is kind of like. It's, it's, it's like an aura It's something that we can, we can sense We can feel when a woman is bitter We can feel when a woman is angry We can feel when a woman is uh, dominating when she's, a, when she's a woman that has that independent spirit We can feel that And so ladies, I, just, uh, I tell you to just work on your attitude Work on your personality Work on becoming happy with who you are Because if your attitude is not
0: there I guarantee
2: you it's going to knock you down some notches uh,
0: Several notches several notches. Marv, is there anything you can relate to from an emotional standpoint? Yes, absolutely. Uh
4: James hit it right there. He talked about the uh, whole independent spirit, you know, with me, that's definitely a turnoff and I know that that's that's difficult for a lot of women to hear because unfortunately, you know, it, to me, it appears that the majority of women out here have that independent spirit and I understand where it comes from, you know, it comes from a survival standpoint and you know, not really having that that male figure that you you know that that you could uh, look up to growing up. So you know you're forced in a position where you have to fend for yourself. I understand all that, and um, you know I really do. But at the same time, it's just a quality for me that is just, just so unattractive. It really is because with the whole independent spirit comes this this sense of uh, you know the woman wanting to get the last word. Um, the spirit of combativeness um the spirit of 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 her just not needing a man i mean I don't want a woman who uh you know i don't want a woman who uh, who feels like you know I need them or they need me, but i mean let's just be real, you know like you know when you look at a partner you know you want the partner to 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 depend on you you know, you want to be able to depend on each other so in a sense, there is there is a level of of need, need there between the two, you know. Um, so, but you have a lot of women out here that walk around like they don't they don't need the man, and that's something that when I see, you know, again, it doesn't matter how fine she is, doesn't matter how, you know, if she got herself together, it's just if if she's coming off in a way where, you know, she feels like she can do for herself, she doesn't need anybody to, you know, for whatever reason. To me, that's just like, well, what can I offer you? There's really nothing that I can offer you because clearly you have all the answers, you know. So, and there's a lot of women out here that are walking around, you know, with that with that spirit. So, for me, it's just something I can't do. And, um, you know, the whole combativeness, you know, women just, just talking too much. I just can't. I can't do it, man. I can't do it. You know, it's one thing to have an intelligent conversation, but to stress unnecessary points of views just for the sake of you wanting to get the last word. Um, to me, it just doesn't make sense. It's a waste of energy. And nine out of ten times, well, shoot up. Let me rephrase that: ten out of ten times, at this point in my life, I'm going to keep it moving.
0: Right. right. That's. I mean, ladies, please listen up. Matter of fact, Steve, what are you? Are you seeing a, a you know a, a high number of women who struggle with having a wall up caused by you know unresolved issues, maybe father daddy issues, Absolutely. things like that.
5: Absolutely, it It. it. It's an epidemic out here, it, you know, and it's just a culture of not respecting black men. They don't, they don't understand who to respect is very important. You should cer- certain men don't re- deserve any respect. You shouldn't give them the time of day, you know. Uh, but you have to separate the mar- established men, marriageable men, from the player stage men and so we have that problem again you know they come through and they're like uh well you know i, I just don't trust the black man and all this other stuff i I don't need a man but this is the thing ladies you can't build generational wealth all by yourself unless you're unless you're a superstar so the you see the state of the black community as it is now because men aren't because men aren't there, women are filing most of the divorces. So it's it's more than just oh I don't need a man. It's about building a future. It's about build. It's establishing generational wealth. It's about hey you don't have to worry about that sink that needs to get fixed because that man can take care of that. And, and, and emotional uh, availability is. Is extremely important. It's like you know, a woman looks good. She's 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 beautiful. That's the body of the Lamborghini. Emotional availability and the personality. That's the engine of the Lamborghini, and you're not going anywhere without that engine. You're not going anywhere. You're just going to be a, a, a beautiful thing to look at. Man's going to look at you, oh, you're beautiful. You know, hold on, let me hit it from the back real quick. And then he's all about his business because you think you're going to argue and debate him all the time. You hear women say, the reason I debate with my man because I think I'm more intelligent than him. Ladies, this the thing. If you think you're more intelligent than than your man, Find a different – Let, that, let it, just wait on another man to come find you. That's not the man for you if you think he's just so dumb that you have to sit there and argue with him all the time. On the, on the flip side, he may not be more intelligent to you, but he may be able to satisfy your need. That's another thing about marriage. Everybody doesn't have the same strengths and weaknesses, but they say, you know, I'm, I'm more – and that's the thing. The You're college, edu- college educated, but I shouldn't have to intelligently argue with you logically. Because you you have a college education, I have a college. We shouldn't have to debate back and forth because you think you can intellectually challenge me. I hate that. You know who wants to really deal with? Who wants to have a a, a challenge all the time? Because you know you have a college degree and I do too. So you think, oh, I'm just going to intellectually challenge him at every point. That's not good. And, and, And so yes, you're independent, but you're losing. The freedom that you're losing is the freedom that my man is going to take care of that. That's what you lose. You're working harder all by yourself. You're seeing uh, white women, they're coming out now. They're starting to do books and ho- whole seminars about how they're doing most of the work than anticipated. Feminism is backfiring on them. They find themselves working harder than men are. White women working harder than white men that's backfiring on them that's not what they intended to, it to be so you, women, ladies you got to recognize when you just, you're just you just you're going upstream and you're not going anywhere and that's, that's my comment data
0: steve are you finding a power struggle you know how do you deal with uh, that absolutely the
5: uh, the power struggle you know in that the, the mothers teaching their daughters not you know you got to have your own you can't trust them depend on a man so this this perception that black men, you know, and I even see it with my sisters, you know, the perception that black men just can't get their stuff together, can't hold it together. And we have to fight through all that to get to the other side of that wall. And a lot of men are like, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to fight through that wall. You know, I, didn't, I, I, I wasn't your father. I'm not the one that abandoned you. I shouldn't have to. Go through abuse, verbal abuse, because of, of of the daddy issues and all this type of stuff. So the men are like, I'm walking away. I'm on. I'm going on to somebody else. So that's yeah. There's a lot, hell of a lot of power struggle. Even Beyonce and Jay Z, they were talking about. They have some power struggles. So that's they not. You know, it's, it's a big issue, man. And you see women doing construction work. You see women driving trucks now. They're they're try, they're really trying to be men and do everything a man. Women on the battlefield in the front lines. They really think they can do everything a man can do. They really believe that.
0: Let me let me ask Marv about that because we, <clears throat> Marv, you talk a lot about the power struggles and not wanting to go through that stuff and not wanting to fight and not wanting to battle. And you know, as a matter of fact, we're gonna go we're gonna come back to Marv. <clears throat> as a matter of fact, Courtney from a female standpoint. Can you relate to that? Did you ever used to be that argumentative woman that 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 combative woman
1: at times. It wasn't it wasn't like that bad on the level of um a lot of women out there. Um but I did have those moments and a lot of that came from one just dealing with the wrong man and then two it came from um anger. From my dad not being around like he, you know, could have been. And so those two combined, yeah, that did make me um, angry at times, you know, would have moments where I would flip out. And um, so, yeah, but I I wasn't the type that would like try to challenge a man. I think I was just more so psycho. (laughs) So um, I would just have crazy moments. Wow.
0: That's just, ladies, listen. These are some of the main issues. Lewis, if you met a woman tomorrow, how would you deal with that? Man,
3: if I, if I met a woman that had problems, you know, that competed and wanted to butt heads Com- with a man.
0: compete Competing, wanted to be the head of the household, wanted to fight, wanted to debate, you know, a lot of the stuff we see online. Oh, she'd be by herself. I'm not putting up with that foolishness. I mean, I
6: don't,
0: I don't,
3: I don't need that kind of nonsense. You know, I want a woman who's going to work with me, not work against me. You know, I want a woman uh, who will support me, you know, as the head of the household, not uh, argue with me on every little thing. You know, I don't I, – any woman out there that want to compete and want to be independent and all that, well, she can be independent. She'll be independent by herself because I won't be a part of that.
0: Sorry about the quick technical difficulties real quick We lost our our connection for a quick second
6: If you guys are just joining us
0: We're talking tonight about Just some things that go into What makes a dime Some things that really take away from that That ultimate dime status Courtney, you know, you've been listening in from a woman's perspective What, you know, what what have you What are your thoughts so far? Have you learned some things that maybe you didn't know Or weren't aware of before just as a woman?
1: Oh, yeah You know, I used to think Um You know, before, when I heard the word dime, I used to think it was more so, you know, just from a physical standpoint. Um, And and I think that it is for the men that are, like, around my age. So I'm 26, so the men that are my age that are still in that player stage, they do have that mentality. So that's why I was viewing it that way. Um, But now after listening to you guys um, just say that it's much more than that. Um, you know that that's that's music to my ears it's like okay wow it's great that's great it's more than just look, she has to bring more than that to the table and just to hear you guys share your experiences um it's just great,
0: yeah, and that's honestly that's what we're here for this evening is to you know really be that voice of reason and and not you know give you what not necessarily what you want to hear or what you might have thought was, what was going on in our minds, but really, hey, look, this is it. You know, and I'll tell you guys, I tell women every day that relationships and even the dating process itself, it's not, it's not pretty. You know, it's not simple. It's actually very complicated. There's a lot that goes into it. A lot of times, you look at women, they'll think that, you know, men are just these, you know, all we need is ESPN. We need some, you know, some sports, some, some food, and we're good you know, some money. No, it's it's not about that. We're looking for a woman who we can relax with, we can be ourselves with, and everything that we've been talking about tonight really does go into uh, into that, and so that's just really what tonight is for. So the the last section that I wanted to really uh, touch on, and it's kind of along the, the same lines, is, you know, this whole multiple men thing, because it's not so much, I mean, it's definitely everything that we've talked about, but you know, the dating of multiple men, the having multiple friends, the, the non-platonic guys. And you guys, we just recently did a show on that, Courtney and I. But I think it's really important for you guys to hear from men, you know, just you know, how that will affect your, your viewing in our eyes, you know, how we will rate you, how we will, will ultimately treat you if we sense or even see the presence of multiple men Lewis real quick Go ahead and start that off and I want to And one the other The other guys Kind of weigh in on that But just you know Male friends That whole thing Dating multiple guys Entertaining multiple guys How does that Affect you Well uh, that makes me Want
3: to just Just head in the other direction You know I think I've said this Before on a previous show You know I'm not trying to Break out the the mystery kit, you know, I'm not trying to break out the detective kit with the magnifying glass and try to figure out which guys, what, and, and who was doing this. If I see a lot of guys out there, you know, and I see these male friends and all this stuff, um, I'm cutting out because that's, you know, I don't even want to be bothered with any kind of situation like that.
0: Yeah. it's uh, Ladies, um, you know, listen, listen to what Lewis is saying. Listen to what I'm saying. Listen to what these other guys are about to say. You, you know, and I get it, a lot of these relationship guys, these magazines, they're telling you to date multiple men, increase your odds, increase your chances, don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know, that's all, you know, well and good, but at the end of the day, that's just going to leave you single. Being friends with somebody where there's an obvious attraction there and thinking that, okay, as long as we don't cross that line, it's okay. No, it's not okay. It's just the fact that he's there at all, it's just the fact that he's there in any capacity. Um, That's going to keep you single because the the issue is we as men, we pray for a wife. And the answer to our prayers, okay, is not a woman who has all of these other men or even a man where it's like this hidden thing. Like like Lewis said, he's not trying to play Inspector Gadget, you know, detective trying to decipher, (laughs) hmm, Is this, you know a, a, you know, a truly platonic friendship? Is it not, you know, did she used to date or I know they used to date, but now they claim they're just friends? I'm not dealing with that. Nobody is. We may act like we're dealing with that long enough just to have sex with you, but in regards to, you know, what we genuinely want from you, it's, a, it's basically a woman with no male friends. And if, may, you know, maybe there's, like, one who's, like, been this lifelong friend, you know, that that's truly just what it is. You look him in the eye, you shake his hand, it's all good, there's no problems. But outside of that, you know, these, these ex-boyfriends that you guys have kind of, you, you're trying to sell us on, you know, how it's it's nothing going on. We see right through it, ladies. Nobody's taking that seriously. James, what, what, how, you know, how do you feel, what do you, how do you respond when you see women who want you to believe that that guy is just, he's just a friend uh 100% agree with you guys comments um where I'm at right now in my life man
2: uh I I just don't I don't have any any time to deal with a woman that that is entertaining multiple guys um like Lewis said man I don't have time to to inspect and uh to try to figure out what's going on with you and these guys whether they're family friends or whether they're ex-boyfriends I just don't have the time to do that um the, these ladies need to realize that when you're dealing with a real man when you're dealing with a man that is about business, he's going to have options. And so I, I find that in the dating process, a lot of women like to play. They like to play games where they will, you know, they will test a guy. They want to, you know, they want to know if he's a jealous type. So what they'll do is they'll purposely kind of hint that there may be another guy in the in the picture, just to kind of see how he reacts. And a guy like myself, like I said, a guy that's uh, that's looking for a wife, a guy that's, uh, I'm looking to settle down. I'm just going to keep it moving. Um, but like we've uh, talked about in previous shows, if I'm not that type of guy and if I'm not really looking for a wife, I'm looking to just chill, you know, I'll play those games. I'll play those games with these women long enough to uh, get them to, get them to uh, you know, get them to open the legs up. I'm going to
0: smash it off and then I'm going to get her there. And that's normally how it goes. Wow. And it, you guys, I'll tell you something. You guys are lucky that these men here on this panel are not, are, or I should say not, and are no longer in that stage, because a lot of men out here are. We're just telling you the behind-the-scenes information. These men will play those games. Funny thing is, Courtney posted something uh, earlier today about how it's not cool for women to chase or have these men chasing them, and they think it's cute, they think it's sexy. Ladies, trust me on it, that's, that's. And you know, women were debating with her. And we're trying to tell you, ladies, if these men are pursuing you and gaming you up and chasing you all around the city, trying to do different things, they're just doing that to have sex with you. And a big part of that is a lot of times because they sense the presence of these other guys in the picture. You know what I mean? When I met my wife, there were no male friends. There were no male, There were no platonic friends. There were no male friends. It was like, it was just... It was just her and, you know, her sorority sisters. She had some, you know, some close girlfriends. But, you know, there was no detective work needed. I, you know, it, it was what I saw, you know, and that's just what it was. You know, like, ask yourselves, go through your phone book. Why do y'all have Facebook, uh, excuse me, 500 Facebook friends? You know, you, you want, you're thinking, oh, okay, that's cool. All these guys giving me thumbs up, telling me how sexy you are. That's keeping y'all single. Nobody's trying to go through 500 comments to determine what the, what the status is. Somebody says, well, if he got to know me, well, then he, you know. No, nobody's going to get to know you. That's what you don't realize. That's like saying, hire me for this job. So what, my resume says this. Just just hire me, and then I'll prove myself once you hire me, Nobody, you know, and put me through five weeks of training. Nobody's going to do that. You've got to ace the interview. You've got to have a great resume. Otherwise, you're not, you're not getting the job. You got to, you know, well, when we meet you, everything has to be right. It doesn't get right later on down the line. It's got to be right when we meet you. Marv, what are your thoughts on that, man?
4: Yeah, I mean, you you, you know how I feel about the whole male friend issue. I mean, it has nothing to do with insecurity at all, in my opinion. You know, I just come from a, a position of just the fact that men are hunters and, you know, a man who feels the need to, Spend all this time around my woman, I'm just like, why, why, like, where's your woman at? You know what I mean? Like, why, why, why do you feel the need to want to spend friendship time, quality time around my woman? You labeling her your best friend, and she's looking at you like you're her best friend. I'm not. That, to me, that's just interference, and I, I, I really don't have tolerance for that. I don't, I don't have the, the time, the patience to even try to figure out what's going on. I mean, you know, the reality is, there's too many. Too many women out here. There's too many options out here for me to feel like I need to play inspector gadget. That, that, that's a waste of energy. The moment that I feel like I need to pull out the magnifying glass, you know, I'm it's 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 done. It's a wrap. You know, like I, I'm looking for somebody, um, you know, who's who's just devoted. Like she's she's into me. I'm into her. Because let's just flip the script. I mean, let's say I, I happen to have a female friend who was just drop dead gorgeous, but yet I'm looking at you in your eyes telling you, you know, we just friends or, you know, she's my best friend. I mean, chances are she's, she may come off like she's like she understands, but that, that, that insecurity is going to creep in at some point, you know, even, you know, and I, I just, to me, it's just too much of a distraction. And I know that there, there are exceptions to the rule. You know, I know that there's, there's some women out here and, and men who are in, in genuine platonic friendship. I understand all that, but, for me, I would prefer to meet somebody. You know, she just has her her crew, her her girlfriends that she chills with. She has her family, you know, and that's it. That's it. Like I don't really want to entertain the male friend thing. And another thing that I've been running into a lot with these women out here um, are women who are bisexual. It's like they all play it off like you know, it, like it's it's innocent. Uh, they'll say, you know, um, um, even though I'm into women, you know, if I met a guy who I was into, I could easily turn it off. And, I mean, I can't agree with that. That's just something that, in my eyes, just does not make sense. And I've I've literally, like, the last three or four women that I've run, I've run into have admitted to me that they were bisexual. So, you know, again, when you're a man looking for a wife, that's just something that I'm not interested in. I don't want to do the male friend thing, and I definitely don't want to do the bisexual thing.
0: Yeah, and let me just kind of piggyback off of what he said, ladies. I'll give it to y'all in two different ways. You know, there was an article today that I posted in the Friends of the Day Don Tolbert Show group. Add yourselves if you're not in there already. But uh, in regards to uh, Evelyn from uh, Basketball Wives, and she was basically admitting that she that she you know had let another woman eat her out. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, whoa, that's that's becoming. Cool that's becoming trendy it's like oh a lot of women they feel as though that makes them more marketable, more versatile, you know and in reality, it just makes you look like a hoe. Nobody wants a bisexual now, yeah, if you're in that dog or player stage and you're looking to build memories and have some fun and you know different things like that in college, you know in your earlier days you know I mean yeah that's all you know yeah that's a great thing, but that's just for fun. That's just to tell our homies. Nobody even really likes doing that. I mean, it's cool. But the best part about a threesome, the best part about some crazy wild sex is the story you can tell your homies about that sex. What good is great sex if nobody knows about it? I'm just being real with you. A lot of women don't get that, but all the fellas know what I'm talking about. You know, Now, if you're dealing with a woman you love, if you're dealing with a woman you care about, well, then you don't share those stories. You don't even talk about sex. But trust and believe, ladies, all these crazy things you're doing, all these sexual tricks, all these games, understand that these men are sharing those pictures, those videos, you know, everything, those stories with the people closest to them, and you are being viewed as a whore. You know, I mean, we talked a little bit last night about what God what God considers a whore, what God considers whorish behavior as defined in Ezekiel 23. So I'm just saying that that those male friends at all it all ties in together because women who surround themselves with a whole bunch of men, women who allow themselves to have female friends who occasionally you know perform oral sex on them that's that's considered horish behavior and it does keep you single, it doesn't make you more marketable, it doesn't make you sexy, you know it doesn't turn us on you know it i mean Lewis is that something that even that you know that even remotely turns you on? No, I don't want no freaks, Dana. No. I don't want no freaks. That is not a turn off. Right. It's a turn off. It's a turn off. You understand? He does with a lady in the streets, a freak in the sheets. That's that's not that that phrase is a hundred percent false. Men have sex with freaks, we marry respectable women. Trust me on that. Being freaky in the bedroom, you know, with your with your husband, that's not being freaky. It's called being a wife. You know what I'm saying? That's what a lot of women don't understand. There's a certain natural sexual pleasure that's going to come from being a wife, you know, and being married because God blesses that. You understand? A lot of y'all are married, so you can't really relate. Many of you are married. You're not even married to the people that God has for you. You know what I'm saying? So you don't have to worry about being a freak. It's just you're being married. You're, You're doing what a wife does. Now, there are a lot of women out here who are being freaks. And they can't figure out why they're single That's not what we want So just just keep it Steve what are your thoughts on that man You know these bisexual women These women with a lot of friends What are your thoughts on all that
5: Yeah I mean men are looking for loyalty So the friend thing And we can kind of tell You know A woman You know just acting like You know it's all good And she's very confident In a false type of misleading way, she's very confident because she got all these dudes running after her. But women are more humble when they're single, when they're not having all this sex with all these friends and buddies and jump-offs and all that, booty calls. They're more humble, but that arrogant woman, because she thinks she's going to be hot forever, and this is Mm going to go on forever. All these dudes chasing after her, buying her stuff blah 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 but not understanding marriage produces more results than that short-term guy that short-term gift that so you know this is the the, the whole process is lost man because dudes and 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 simping the dudes are to blame too you know thinking that their money is going to have uh, attract this woman and that's just not necessarily the case
0: Right. See, let me, let me piggyback off you real quick because you just touched on something. I'll tell you all a personal story. That's, what you just said is 100% correct. These attitudes, is a combination. It comes from a combination of um, daddy issues and not getting the love and attention and affection growing up as a child, but then at the same time, that, that, that attitude, that arrogance... Uh, it comes from having all of these dudes chasing you. You're thinking it means that you're sexy. You're thinking one thing. You're thinking it makes you a dime, but no, you're being chased for sex. So that attention, it's blowing your head up, and you don't. A lot of times, you don't even know how to interact with a, with a man in the ready to settle down stage. Who's not even into all that that craziness. And I'll tell you, when I met my wife, the thing that really attracted me to her was that natural, genuine humility. You know what I'm saying? but it's, So it's not a coincidence that when I met her, there were no guys in her life. There were no male friends. There were no, like, guys chasing her and doing all this crazy stuff. Y'all see the pictures. My wife is a very attractive woman. That's not even a question. It's just a matter of what she chose to surround herself with. You know what I'm saying? You, 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 she distanced herself from the foolishness so that when I met her, it was just a natural, you know, humility. You know, whereas a lot of you are used to being pursued on a daily basis So your head is kind of up in the clouds, your nose is up in the air And you're like, okay, I can have my choice of men No, you can't have your choice of men You can have your choice of non-elite men You can have your choice of men who want to have sex with you And decide who you're going to give your body to But you're not going to have your choice of five different godly men chasing Why? Because elite men don't chase The best men don't chase and the best men don't compete you know what I'm saying? We see a woman, we want her. If she's available, we go after her and we get her. But if we see other men, five other men going after, I'm not going to compete with that. They can have you. You know what I mean? I'll sit back and have a you know and have a drink, laughing. You know, as as you you know get you know see who can play prices right with with <laughs> with that booty. All right, let's keep it moving. So I mean, there's there's that. Um, one last thing, I want I want to read this this uh, this question. Because there's another aspect of emotional unavailability that really needs to be uh, discussed briefly. And I want to just kind of get the opinions of all the fellas. A lot of women out here, more and more women uh, today, are have adopted the way of thinking and the mentality of, I'm happily single. I don't want love. I don't need love. I want to travel. I want to have a career. I want to just do me. I don't really want to be bogged down. And so many women, and and ladies, please understand, we see right through that, okay? We see that for exactly what it is, which is the defense mechanism. You have been hurt so much that you have convinced yourself that you don't want that, you know, and while, you you know, you you don't want another marriage. I did a session with a woman today. I said, you know, I said, what's your goal? What what are you looking for? I said, is is the goal marriage? Is it love? She said, well, I want to be in love. I want happiness, but I absolutely don't want to be married again. I'm okay without marriage. I said, well, that's not, it's not that you don't want to be married. It's that you don't want another marriage like the one you just got out of. I said, isn't that more like it? She said, well, yeah. I said, exactly. I said, well, then it's just a matter of getting you the right marriage. She said, well, no, I don't believe that exists. I said, well, so that's, it's not that you don't believe marriage exists. You basically don't believe God exists. And if you believe God exists, you don't believe that he has the power to bless you with the man of your dreams. And she was kind of stumped, and she said, "Well, you know, I guess you're right." And so that's what. So nobody is really happily single. But I want to read this letter um, real quick. But Marv, is that anything that you can relate to? Do you hear a lot of women talking that that single stuff, happily single, and I don't need a man, and all this foolishness?
4: Yeah, man, absolutely. It's a, it's a sad thing too. It's like these women have surrendered. They've thrown up the white flag, you know, when it comes to finding a, a um, you know a soulmate. And, and and you, I mean, you hit it, you hit it on the head. I mean, it's definitely um, a defense mechanism, and um, in in the eyes of a player, they make the they make the perfect targets. You know, in regards to um, sex, I mean, I mean, this that type of energy, they they don't even have to say a word. You know, it's like a man who's looking for sex can feel that type of energy that a woman has when she pretty much have has given up on love. You know, she she'll just present herself in a way where, you know, you know what time it is when you are spending that one on one time with her. And um, you know, I've I've definitely uh taken advantage of, of women like that in my past and, you know, it was easy. Like it was just so easy that, you know, I mean I really I really didn't look at them as life and material after the fact. So <clears throat> I think women like that, you know, they definitely need to take advantage um, of your counseling services because, you know, carrying that type of um, weight on their shoulders, you know, and and then just walking around with that defeated mentality. I mean, just there's really nothing there's really nothing that anyone can do until they make that decision to, you know, want to change for themselves.
0: Yeah, it's it's really unfortunate, you know, it's it's very unfortunate that that women don't understand that they become a target when they talk start talking that independent stuff. You know, I mean, like Marv said, I've had that. I mean, the, the easiest women out here, the easiest women to get into bed, are the women who classify themselves as being happily single. That is a fact. James, you ever met a woman like that who, who talks that yeah. happily single stuff? Yeah, yeah, not, man. I'm telling you, um, you and Marv's story, the stories,
2: man. I got, I got many to tell, man. And, and you know, I'm not trying to pick on black women, but the reality is, man, I hear that phrase come out of black women's mouth more than any other race of women. Uh you don't really hear the white ladies talking about uh, they don't want to be married too much, you know. I think from um from childhood, you know, the the parents buy some of these white kids, they're buying them the they're buying them the the kin and the Barbie dolls with the you know, with the, the groom and the and the bride and, you know, from a young age, man, um, it seems like other races are raised especially the women, they're raised um, in a way where, you know, it's expected that they're going to get married one day, you know, and that's something that they look forward to. They look forward to the marriage. They look forward to the to the wedding. They look forward to the anniversaries. And um, I'm seeing this a lot more than I ever have lately. I'm noticing there's a lot of women in their 40s and in their 50s that are out here dating, and, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on there. I don't know if those women at one point in time had that attitude or had that mentality where, you know what, I'm just going to just chill out and be single and, and do my thing here and there. You know, it's better to be single than to be married. and have to deal with the heartache. I don't know if those women were in that position before, but I do know that they are in their forties and they are in their fifties and they're looking for love now. And it's never too late to find love, but, um, you know, I think that's just not a smart move by women. To have that mentality, man, um you know, when I meet a woman like that, man, it's an immediate turn off when I get that vibe that um you know she feels like she doesn't need a man, she feels like that she doesn't want a relationship or set, or that it's not a desire for her to have a relationship, man that's just something that completely turns me off, so ladies, you know, just be honest with yourself, um be truthful, um you know, everybody out here deserves love. And I think uh what you know what better blessing can you have to to be with a man or a woman that you are um you know that you were that god has has joined you together with what what greater blessing it is to be able to grow to grow together and to grow old with someone that you love and that you care about and that they feel the same way about you
0: that that's really it right there that's that's it in a nutshell you know what i mean ladies and and you can't it there's a b there's a big difference between going you know in Going into a marriage or a relationship And going into the type of marriage or relationship From your past that caused you the whole problems In the first place You just got to make a decision as to what you want in life And and trust God for it But let me just read this letter And I'll go back to the other fellas And kind of see what they have to uh, say about it this is a letter that was po- ironically posted in the group today that we were actually going to be discussing this topic. And I'll leave her anonymous like we do everybody, although this is a public post you know, that can be found right in the Friends of the Data on Tolbert Show group. But a young woman asked, she said, I have a question, and I've seen a few comments and posts here in this group, and I've heard it on the show uh, that I listen to, and I guess it's frowned upon to be single and independent. Uh, because God created man and women and man and woman to be together, is there really something wrong with being single, content, and happy with that i 'm thirty three years old and i 've been single for five years i 've been doing a lot of self developing and working on me, and i 'm not just looking uh, or ready to be in a relationship. I have a few male friends that I laugh and talk with and I joke with, and if the mood hits. We might hang out, but it's strictly a friend thing, no sex. I hear so many women in the church praying for husbands or saying that I'm waiting on God to send the right one. I'm not waiting for a husband, nor am I praying for one, uh, or, and if, I, if or when it happens, that's cool, but right now I'm happy and rather enjoying my single life. Is that not okay? Let me start it off, and I want to let the fellas weigh in on it. I'll just say a couple things real quick. One thing. Let me just start off like this. It's To ask, is it okay? You're a grown woman, sweetheart. You know what I mean? You don't have to ask, is it okay? You're grown. You don't have to explain your thoughts or your feelings to me or anybody else. The fact that you're even asking tells us, that it's not okay with you or else it wouldn't even be a question. You never have to ask strangers is it okay to feel how you feel about your life. You know what I'm saying? Now, is would would anyone and I won't even I'll speak for me. You know, but would I deal with a woman who told me she was happily single? Absolutely not. I don't know a man who would. Nobody in their right mind would. You said you're 33 and been single for over 5 years. You know, I can almost guarantee that you haven't been celibate for five years. I can almost promise you that. So that's, that's you know, let's call it for what it is. Let's be honest. You know, you're single but not celibate, but you're quote-unquote working on yourself. You have these friends. You, didn't, you never mentioned anything about who comes over occasionally and hits it. You never said anything about who, who you know, is a, makes themselves available for that booty call, you know, once every so often, that maintenance man, so to speak. So let's call it what it is. You, you enjoy being single, but you enjoy the casual nature of the sexual aspect of it as well. I'm, now, I'm sure you do other things in addition to that, but let's, you know what I'm saying, we got to, you know, be honest and, and, and speak, you know, be real about it, okay? You don't want to be in what you got out of. That's why you're okay. Everyone wants love. That's like saying, I'm happily homeless, Yeah, I sleep in a shelter, but if somebody offered me a home and, you know, a warm bed, I wouldn't take it. Of course you would take it. Who wants to be homeless? Who wants to be single? Nobody. Love is the best possible gift. Marriage is the best possible gift. Every man I've ever met in my life is actively looking for a wife, okay? And every woman out here wants love. You wouldn't be asking a question in a relationship Christian-based group about it being okay if deep down you were okay with it. That doesn't make sense. Okay? That's not logical. If I'm happy with something, I'm not going to ask, "Hey, do you think it's okay for me to feel like this?" If I'm happy with it, I'm it doesn't matter what you think. If you're happily single, then be happily single. Why are you, you know what I mean? Let's talk about, let's, fellas, what do, you, what do you think about that? Man, Lewis, if you account, encountered a woman with those views, how would you uh, react? How would you feel?
3: Well, first thing that came to my mind is emotional unavailability. You know, there's nothing wrong with a woman admitting that she desires a relationship. I mean,
6: if you want,
3: if you want Christ to, to intervene, then it's okay to say to him, this is what I desire. You know, show me is there anything I need to work on or show me what I need to do. Um, the fact that she has to say uh that she, you know, if it happens, it happens. That's that goes back to what you said before is that de- defense mechanism. Because I think you touched on the point about she didn't say anything about being abstinent the last five years. She didn't say anything about being celibate. You know, and and My thing is with women who have this kind of mentality is, what kind of guys were you checking for? I mean, really, were you checking for the Mars? Were you checking for the Steve's? Were you checking for the James? Were you checking for guys like me? Or were you checking for the kind of guys that we are trying to help you to get away from so that you can be found by the kind of men that are going to marry you? So, you know, and then she's got these male friends. You know, and we talked about this before. When she said, male, you so know, I got these male friends, uh, just that little flag came up that we talked about before. Um, and, and, you know, and how many men are you telling, hey, I'm happy with this, I'm happy with it. no man in his right mind that wants a wife, going to be wanting
6: to spend the rest
3: of his life with somebody that's content like that with being single, which is
0: like they don't say you really are. So, you know, that's how I feel about it. Yeah, man, that, that, those are good points. I mean, imagine going on a job interview and, you know, the recruiter asks you, so tell me about yourself. Well, I'm actually I'm unemployed and I'm happily unemployed. That recruiter's like, yo, what, <laughs> you might as well get your, get your butt out of my office. Nobody's going to hire someone who classifies himself as happily unemployed. You know what I'm saying? the same way nobody's going to marry a woman who says, oh, I'm happily single. I'm okay. Well, okay, then well, why are we even talking? I'm looking for a wife. You know what I mean? My wife wasn't happily single. She was single. You know what I mean? She was doing some things to work on herself in the meantime until she was found. But was she happily single? No, absolutely not. She was working to better herself to be found. See, that's a big difference. Can you be content? Can you live a happy lifestyle while you are preparing yourself to be found? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not saying you've got to be depressed and crying yourself to sleep every night now that would make you emotionally unavailable, but there are a lot of single women out here who are not happily single, but they are working on themselves. they live a happy lifestyle in their single status, you know, but it's all for the purpose of preparation to be found black and you know james uh, was it uh uh James said it in a nice way, but I'll be a little bit more blunt with it. You don't hear other races saying that foolishness. African American—I'm not even going to say black women. African American women are the only, not even race, the only culture that talks that craziness. Okay, you don't hear white women saying. I've never—I've been around white people my whole life since I was a little kid, going to white schools, white universities, white corporate America. Literally, my whole life, not once has have I ever heard a white woman or a woman of any other race classify themselves as happily single. In fact, it was the opposite. Turn on look at these shows. And, and just from a media perspective, you look at the Sex in the City. You know, one of the most part, Friends. You know, look at these white shows. You know what so i They weren't talking that crap. You know, Sarah Jessica Parker and – uh you know all these women on these shows, Jennifer Aniston's and uh, uh, Lisa Kudros or whatever the heck her name, you know what I'm saying they, they were they wanted a man they would love to be married. That's who white women grew up watching. But who did black women grow up watching? You know these reality shows and these freaking weirdos out here who you know Beyonce's and talking this stupid stuff. These these sex symbols. You wonder why they got that happily single mentality. It's just a cultural difference. And a lot of it is the government and the the powers that be and the the images that they flood the respective media outlets with. They don't poison the white women with this garbage and this nonsense. They poison black women's minds with it. They shove it down your throats. Independent women, single ladies, all this stuff. You've been conditioned. There is no Beyonce equivalent in the white community. There is none. They don't. They did not create a Beyonce, or you know, someone who would instill negative traits and negative behavioral, uh, you know, aspects, you know, uh, of their, these women's lives that will specific, that are specifically designed to keep women single. This is the biggest conspiracy of all time, you know, the poisoning of black women, and the corruption of black women. These little girls, they start early. You know, they got, they start early convincing these women that it's that they should be single, that they should be independent. You know, there's nobody telling these little white girls that. They're they're molding them to be Marge Cleaver. You know what I'm saying? To be these respectable women, to sing about love songs and things like that. And as soon as y'all start to get that, you'll change your ways. You look at I went to school with with black women who grew up, grew up in white environments. And they're totally different. The mentality is totally different. You look at these ghetto black chicks, and they act ghetto, you know what I'm saying? But you look at these white girls, or excuse me, these black girls who grew up in, with the, went to the white schools, been around white people, a lot of times their mentalities are a lot different. They end up being the ones married a lot of times to white men. And nobody wants to talk about the difference in conditioning. And I'm sorry, man, I, this is important stuff right here. I need to hear this i telling you, this is deep stuff. Uh, uh, Steve, what are your thoughts on all that, man?
5: Absolutely. The suburban black middle-class woman is totally different than the inner city uneducated black woman. It's, it's, it's totally, or inner city educated. There's a lot of women that came from the inner city, got educated, but they still had that mentality. And so the going up the class is more than just education, how much money you make in that work. It's also a mindset, subconsciously, all, the, all that type of stuff, and, and, and so, you know, and uh, and so then the black man gets blamed, and, and so, and the middle class black women that grew up in the suburbs, they have an issue, some, some of them have self-hate issues as well, you know, and uh, and don't trust the black man. So, you know, uh, a lot of problems come from that, not trusting the black man, but, that's like hitting the Powerball. It's like somebody saying, hey, you know, I don't I don't want to take this money, this $300 million. No, no, I don't need the Powerball wings. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're going to be the first one going down there, getting that money, going to the beachfront property, all that.
0: That's so, it. Oh, I don't
5: want to hit single. This doesn't make any sense.
0: It's crazy. You know, going back to Marv real quick. Marv, I mean, what are your thoughts when you, when you know, even to that particular question, you know, what would your response be? What do you think is going on there?
5: Uh,
4: she sounds, she sounds hurt, man. She definitely sounds hurt. Um, you know, another woman who, uh, she, she, she's pretty much waving at that white flag. She's given up, um, that whole few male friend thing that, that right there was, was a deal breaker for me. Um, if I, you know, if I was talking to somebody and she shared that with me, it would, it would be over. I wouldn't even continue, continue the conversation. Um, you know, I really feel sorry for her and she represents a lot of women out here. Um, who feel the same way. They pretty much have given up um, or they feel like that, you know, that they are able to uh, uh, be, you know, live like that for whatever amount of time. And then they think like magically Mr. Wright is going to just show up out of thin air. And that's just not how it works. So she's using this time for the wrong reasons. You know, she's been, she claimed that she's uh, not been in a relationship for five years. And during this five-year period, instead of, like you said, working on herself, she's pretty much just digging a hole deeper for herself. So she's not really learning anything. She's not gaining anything out of this five-year experience. Just imagine how much of a a, a greater woman and a, and, a, and a better person she would be if she would have used that five years productively instead of just living like a tramp. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's just a sad reality, man. Like, she's really wasting a lot of, you know, her prime. I mean, She's, I, I think she said she was 33. That five year period, man, for a woman, that's that's that that's a lot right there. That's that's a lot. So for her to just pretty much flush that down the toilet is
0: is sad. And, and she definitely represents a lot of women out here. It, it's very sad. It's that's a that's that five years. The irony here's the the irony, and and just really the saddest part about it is that she said in that five years she she's been doing a lot of self developing. And working on me, How, what I mean, I, I would be curious to know. And if if she's listening, maybe you know, comment under that thread. I mean, what have you been doing? Because this mentality, let's be clear, I don't want to mince words here. This is the worst possible mentality a woman can have. There is no worse mentality than this. This is like the worst possible way a woman can be ha- thinking. Every, I mean, everything that she said here is like the absolute worst. That from the male friends to the happily single. To You know what I mean, To basically to everything So I just, I'm just curious to know Like what, what have you done What have you done to work on you Is it, you know, dealing with the past hurt Because when I think of working on me And developing me I think of like, okay If there are some emotional issues that are there Okay, that means you've been working on those emotional issues If you have trust issues You've been working to on those If there's a, a distance from God You've been working on that Like, let's be a little bit more specific. Like, what do you mean? Because clearly all of those emotional issues and the lack of faith in God are still very much so in effect, which is the reason for this letter. She even says right here, I hear so many women in the church praying for husbands or or saying I'm waiting on God to send the right one. She says I'm not waiting, nor am I praying. Well, I mean, why would you not pray for a husband? Like, who doesn't? Ladies, understand, a husband You know, God, let me put it like this. You know, if you look back at paradise, we don't know paradise. The closest thing we have to paradise is the thought and the, the, the biblical definition of heaven and the description of heaven. That's all we really know because right now we're living in earth. This is like hell on earth. This is like not a great world here. Heaven is our reward. But back in the day, Adam and Eve lived in the Garden of Eden, which was literally paradise. They had not a care in the world. They did whatever they actually, even Adam, before Eve, Adam lived in paradise, had everything he could possibly want. But even in paradise, God looked down and saw Adam was lonely. Okay? So what makes you think you're living in hell? Because earth is like hell on earth. When Jesus comes back, earth will be the new hell. You understand? And the devil will roam free. So this is really hell right now. It's not a great world. Bad things happen. You know what I'm saying? So we're not even talking about the garden. On earth, you, you know, you're living where horrible things happen, and you're telling me that you don't think that God can look down and see that you're lonely. If he can look down on Adam and see that he was lonely in paradise, What makes you think that God can't see the author of this letter here and see that she's lonely and probably most likely cries herself to sleep every night? You know what I'm saying? God, you you might want to fool us on Facebook, but God sees the truth. You know the truth. There's not a soul, male or female, on this earth who is happily single. I wasn't happily single. None of these men here are happily single. Everybody is okay with saying, I want love. Any woman who is not okay with that, is literally miserable and I can promise doesn't have a great relationship with God because we were the Bible clearly says man is not meant to be independent from woman woman is not meant to be independent from man so let's let's go to the phone lines I do see a couple calls here I see a call from the 517 area code welcome to barber shop talk hello 517 yes are you there yes i am
7: there i'm actually the author of that letter
0: Okay, what's your your thoughts on that? Like, what are your thoughts on our our responses?
7: A couple things real quick that you misquoted. If you read through on the thing, it states clearly, I've been single for five years, and I've been celibate for five years. I got saved. I left a relationship because he didn't want to be saved, and I did. So I walked away. For five years, I've taken the time to get to know who I am. And it's not that I don't want love. It's that I'm not ready for it. And I'm happily being single. I wasn't asking permission. Is it okay to be single? It was more so why do people say it's wrong to be single?
0: Can I, I Let me correct personally. you real quick. I, I want to hear you, but okay. let me correct you real quick. Your letter doesn't say you were celibate for five years. I just it want to correct it you. Actually,
7: actually, well, I'm, I'm nope. going to tell you, if you go look at it right now, I'm in looking the, at in the right conversation, now. in the whole conversation, if you look down the bottom, I actually re-tagged it again. And said, "Please quote it correctly. I can read it to you right now. I'm I'm at I'm, you.
0: I'm 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 not on Facebook. I copied and well, right, that's the letter I'm as I'm it's written.
7: The letter that in the original post, that's what it said Well,
0: but that's what I'm comments, going saying.
7: Somebody right, but in the comments, it was, it's a long thread. In the comments, somebody asked, "So have you been celibate?" And I said, "Yes, I have been." I didn't originally post that in there, but I have been. Okay. And well, my I'm, thing is, is that you know, okay, my thing is that you know, as living, trying to live a godly life that's something that I've abstained from because I know that's what it's supposed to be. It's not that I don't want love, it's just that right now that's not where I'm at and I don't understand why people don't think that you can you say I probably cry myself to sleep. I have one of the fullest lives possible and I'm okay where I'm at. If love and I said in there, if it happens, cool. If it doesn't, cool. But I'm not gonna be like these women that I see walking around like, I just need a good man, I just need to find a man. And I grew up in a church where it was so frowned upon, you can't look you know, just one of those really, really strict churches. You get married, you do this, don't don't date, don't look at women. I know people that got married just specifically so they could have sex and they're miserable. That's not let what me, I want. But, I want that soulmate. But, but, but I want somebody that I can interact with and deal with, and we can have a great relationship together.
0: If I and can until interject, I'm, until
7: I find that, I'm going to be I, single and I'm happy.
0: Listen, listen. If I can interject for a second, because I want to mm-hmm. help you. I hear what you're okay. saying, but but what you've got to realize is you're saying if you're using the word if, and it's not an if. The mentality that you have expressed here, it's not going to happen because that's not what the best. We're looking for wives, so no man is going to look at a woman who says, "I'm happily single," and say, "You would make the ideal wife." We want a woman.
7: That's that's fine right now because right now I. It's not right now. It's never.
0: It's it's not just right now. It's period. Because unless so you until could, so you're, you're saying, saying that same. maybe
7: like in three years from now I might be like you know what maybe I'm ready to find that person and then I'll be like I'm happy being single but I would like to find somebody.
0: But you don't find that's not what the Bible says. You don't find love. You, you prepare yourself to be the best woman and then you get and that's blessed exactly with love. What I'm doing. But you just said you're going to go find love. You don't. Well, okay, I didn't, you... I didn't
7: mean find love. I'm saying as far as mentality, be like, hey, you know, I'm open to the idea. I'm open to it right now. If the right particular person was to come along and we connected and ended up meeting each other, first off, first and foremost, you must build a friendship. I don't want to just fall in love with somebody that I don't know. I want to get to know you on a friend level. And if I can get to know you on a friend level first, then we'll build
0: from there. Let me let me do. I appreciate you calling. I want to I want to put you on hold for a quick second because I want to just say something. I want to come right back to you, ladies. I want you to listen, please. And and I I I respect her. Let me just say, I'm not coming down on her. I respect her for actually calling in and owning up to this letter. I do respect that. But, and I'm not sure. It sounds like she might be a newer listener. You guys who have been listening in, you know, you you are very familiar with what you're hearing right now. I work with women like this every day, and the reality is. You know, that whole building a relationship on a friend level, ladies, that's not how it works. You know, that, that is the opposite of how it works. A lot of women, I hear this a lot, women will say, I want to build a friendship. I don't want to just jump into things. But what you have to realize is, ladies, that's not what we're looking for. These men, I want to let the fellas weigh on in on this so you guys can get a better understanding of what I'm saying. But we don't become friends with you. For a year For six months For two years And then get into a relationship And then propose to you And then get married We're talking about like a five year period Those situations end in disaster I've seen thousands of them Literally You guys have heard thousands of them Strictly just on this show You know what I'm saying Those situations where the Exactly what you just heard this young woman say though You've heard thousands of situations From me personally From women writing letters in this will be added to that list that end in disaster. The relationships that, that that are successful are the ones where a man sees what he wants, he sees a truly great woman, he gets her, and then he, you know, he gets to know her, he courts her, and, and there's a mutual interest, and then that develops into a relationship, an exclusive monogamous relationship, and then the friendship develops. Me and my wife were in a relationship after three weeks. You know, we I had a ring on layaway after six months. We were engaged after uh, nine months. We were married exactly a year later. The fr- we are best friends. We have a great friendship. That friendship came within the context of a committed relationship. A lot of women they have no idea how men think. This young woman who was here on this line apparently has no idea how these men think. Because she's thinking that these men are going to even want to be her friend, which is totally op- the opposite of how men operate. She thinks these men are going to magically want to deal with a woman who has these views, and you know what I'm saying? And, and thinks, okay, all of a sudden I'll be ready, you know, for a relationship. That it's just not it. Let me just, but I want to, and I want to come back to her so she can respond. But I do want to let the fellas. You know, kind of weigh in. Uh, let's start with uh, Lewis. You know, you've been, you've obviously heard this young woman. You know, you've heard her her explanation. We've heard her letter. She she says she's been celibate for five years. I'll be honest, I'm not sure I believe that, but I'm not judging. That's just my personal opinion. I, I honestly don't believe that at all. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a bold faced lie. But I'm being real, and I'll tell her that as well. But Lewis, what are your thoughts on that, though? How do you feel about what she's saying?
6: Well, for
3: one thing, you know.
0: You know, I don't know her personally,
3: so I'm just sharing just on my impression of what I'm hearing. And, you know, I've listened to the show a lot, and I've heard a lot of uh, women call in and share their success stories.
2: We even had
3: some of the women in our group um, to call in. And you can just hear it in their voice. I mean, you can hear this. I mean, this young lady is saying how content she is, and she's Working on her and she's happy where she is, but I don't hear happiness in her voice. I mean, her voice. I mean, this is just. I'm just telling you what I hear. I don't hear happiness. I've heard women call to show up, and there's just when you hear them, you're like, wow, this woman is emotionally available. Wow, this woman has really been working on herself. She is ready. I don't. I mean, I know I I hear what she's saying, and I don't know her personally to to uh, you know to say she's not telling the truth. But I know that what I hear in her voice, I just don't hear that, that real contentment. You know, as far as friends goes, when I'm – I agree with Daydawn and, and, and the other man on co-sign this. I'm not looking for a friend. I mean, friendship is one of those things that happens. But I know – I don't – you know, I'm not looking for a friend. I'm going to lock it down in three to four weeks if I'm dealing with the kind of woman, a, a emotionally available woman, the kind of woman that I've been praying for. I'm locking it down in three to four weeks. And as we're in this dating process, um, mutually exclusive dating she and she and our boyfriend and girlfriend, then we'll learn and develop and grow uh, into that kind of friendship. But you know, and as far as her saying, well, if it happens, you know I mean then she should say it. I mean, if, if this is what you want, if you I mean, Christ knows your heart. I mean, at the end of the day, we can say, what we want to to each other We can even say what we want to to ourselves But Christ knows deep down in the heart And Christ is, is going to Bless a man Who really wants a wife Who's been praying to him um, And growing in him with someone who wants to be married If this is what you want Then say so I mean if you have this kind of attitude Toward the women in the church That say that they want love And I'm not saying that all of them have the right heart But there are some that really want it and if you have this kind of, I won't say mocking, but this kind of, or, you know, this kind of disgust toward those kind of women, you should be the kind of woman that say, "Hey, this is what I want. This is if it's not well, if it just happened. No, this is what I want." If you're not saying this is what I want, then it's not really what you want.
0: Right. The whole premise. I mean, we're entertaining it, but this whole the whole premise of this is just absolutely ridiculous because it doesn't even make sense. Like as I said in the beginning, it's coming from a place of hurt. In some bad situations from the past, it's it. The relationships are literally the best possible thing. Love is, you know, God is love. You know, what I mean, we are incomplete as individuals without love. We were put on this earth to love. So to even insinuate or imply or in any way that it's like something that you could either take it or leave it is absolutely ludicrous. You know what I'm saying? And I, it, it's it's very sad. It's a very, like, like, like Lewis said, we've heard how many times, guys, over the years, truly happy women call in. And I'm talking about truly happy. You know, and we've celebrated them. I've celebrated them. I have disgust in my voice right now because it's very sad to hear women who sound like that. We have heard uh, you know a woman calling a happy woman, even single women, but you can just hear the emotional availability exuding from their pores, the great personality. You don't hear that and you guys are if you've been listening, you've heard the contrast because we've heard dozens of women like her in the past. You never will hear happily married women calling like that. You will never hear women with love in their lives calling like that. Okay? And I just, you know, we, you know, she can tell you whatever she wants to tell you, but she knows, and I know, and you guys listening in know, there is not happiness in her voice. But I'm, I'm, I want to I wanna let the other fellas weigh in. Steve, real quick, man, what, what, when you hear that, is that a woman you would at any point take seriously or say, hey, look, you know what, I'd like to marry her, or this is someone who I'd like to build a future with, or, you know, uh, what, what are your thoughts? It's,
5: it's the confidence isn't there, they It's, you know, is friends I think of friends, you know I think of you know I think of uh friends with benefits you know I'm looking to lock a woman down, I'm not looking to you know uh, we're gonna be friends, and then you know your friends and then my friends, and then we'll be friends and the whole biggie small thing, and you know everybody's each other's friend no we're not you know men are looking like fr- friends of benefits or you're gonna be wifey material, you're going in either two categories jump off or wifey. And trying to blur those categories is, is is creating all these problems, and it's just the confidence isn't there in her voice that I will be happily married. The confidence isn't there. Men are attracted to confidence. Men are all day long. I can tell a confident woman when I see her a a woman that that knows what she's looking for. It's it's just it's it's there. Is so it's 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 spiritual as well that confidence and we we're not seeing that and that's what we're we're lacking in that that then the, there's no enthusiasm it's just you know, yeah, Steve, that's my me, comment on
0: that yeah let me just because we're in the interest of time man, like everybody's making some good points and I want her to hear and I'm gonna bring her back I even want Courtney to weigh in in a little bit but I just want to kind of go down the panel real quick just you know from what I heard from Steve. You know, and Lewis, or really specifically from Steve, that's the type of women we make jump offs. You know, Lewis, you know that's not he's not not and was never really into that. You know what I'm saying? But just being real, people who have who've lived that life, that's the type of woman out back in the day. I was just sort of smash called up on a Friday night. You know, I just told y'all earlier in the show before she even called in. Uh, emotionally unavailable women who claim they're happily single are literally the easiest to get in bed. And so that's what happens when you have that type of mentality. I want you all to use this as an example. Understand that, guys. This is, you you know, you hear the term thrown around, emotional, this young woman's letter is literally the epitome. There is not, you've never heard on this show, in the five-year, over a 1,000-episode show, you probably have never heard a live caller who was more emotionally unavailable than, than this young woman who is still here on the line. I have no problem telling her that. And we've done a lot of shows. We've done thousands of questions. I'm not sure I've ever heard a more emotionally unavailable woman calling to this show. And this is historic right here. I mean, I'm, you guys know me. I'm being honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, who else, though? James, real quick, man. What, when you hear her voice, when you read the letter, what goes through your mind?
2: You know what, I 100% agree with you guys. I'm um, not gonna not gonna stay on long, but I just have a couple of a couple of scriptures that came to mind when she was talking. Uh, number one, the Bible says, "Without faith, it's impossible to please God." And the Bible also says that life and death are in the power of the tongue. And this lady, along with many other ladies, have to realize that the words that they speak, um, they're they're powerful. And if you are continually saying to yourself, um, I'm happily single, I'm happily oh, I don't need a man, I don't need a man. You are speaking death into your life. You're, you are speaking something into your life that is going to eventually become your reality. And so, ladies, you got to really be careful of the words that are coming out of your mouth because um, they are powerful.
0: Excellent, excellent points. Real quick, if I can just ask you real quick, if you, back in the day when you were in a different point in your life, how would you have interacted with that young woman? How would you have treated her?
2: Oh man, she would have been. Uh, she, she was. The, she was the exact type that I would have been. Uh, I would have been targeting man because, like you said, women that are in that emotional state are so easy to manipulate. So easy to to uh, to 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 you know, like I said, manipulate. That's the word. They're easy to manipulate, and she would have definitely been. Uh, she would have definitely been on the jump off list.
0: On the jump off list, ladies. I don't. I mean, these are men from around the country. You know what I mean? You know, listen. Use this, use this as a learning experience. It's unfortunate that we have to use her as an example, but, you know, I'd rather have a, a real-life example than to not have one so you guys can see what it is. You know what I mean? And I and I hope this is getting through. A young woman said she sees tears rolling down her eyes. You know, people are inboxing me like crazy right now saying, you know, pray for this young woman. And we will pray for her. You know, we will try to help her. Hopefully she'll continue to listen. But this is this is not a good way to be. You're hearing how men see you, you know, real quick, and then we'll bring her back on. Marv, um, just, you know, as a man, you know, the letter, what you've heard from her, what what goes through your mind? Go ahead. I'm sorry, Marv. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, I really hope that she has
4: an open mind right now and, um, you know, is really taking heed to what is being told to her. Um, Honestly, I was turned off by her tone. I thought her tone was very abrasive. I mean, I combative. understand combative, yeah. I understand if she felt as though she was being misinterpreted. You know, that's all fine and dandy, but she could have presented it in a much calmer manner, much calmer tone than how she came off. Um, I mean, you know, the fact that she <clears throat> talked about, she didn't present this whole celibacy thing in her original thread, but she added it in the uh, in the comments. I mean, if I don't know. I just felt like if, you know, what, why not add it? You know, why, if you felt so strongly about it, why not add it in your original thread? I mean, I just didn't really make the connection there. Um, also, she mentioned um, she kind of contradicted herself, too, because she, on one end, she said she's not looking for love, not ready for love. But then she said, but if the right person were to come along, you know, she would be open to it. You know, the right person he's not going to come along when he sees that you know mentality, when he sees that. That, um, that, that tone that, she, that she's coming off. And, you know, on top of the fact that she has, you know, as she quoted, a few male friends, I mean, that's n- no man in their right mind, in my opinion, is going to deal with that. So, right. I mean, those are certain things that she needs, to, she needs to check before she is even in a position where she wants to be um, in a relationship.
0: Right, right. When you're hosting Thanksgiving dinner at your place, you don't start cleaning up the place when you hear the doorbell ring. You've got to start cleaning a week in advance week and a half in advance doing little things to prepare. You don't she and that's the thing she keeps saying if or you know or when the right person comes along, then I would be ready. Then maybe I could change. And <laughs> I cannot stress enough the the right person will never come. You heard who will come. You will be a target. A target specifically for sex. You know, whether you're having sex or not, you know, you say you're celibate, that's fine, but that doesn't mean you won't be a target for sex. There will be no right man, because as Marv said, as everyone is saying, no man in their right mind would take seriously a woman who is telling you straight up and is giving off the emotional vibe that she does not want love or is happily single. Though No one wants a woman like that. There's not a man on the planet who would come along and, and, and deal with that or even want that. My wife wanted love. She wanted marriage just as much, if not more, than myself. You know, I wouldn't even say if not more because nobody wanted love more than me. These men are actively seeking a wife. So why would they sell for anyone who thinks and feels less than that? It's ludicrous. You understand what I'm saying? One more call, and I see actually a couple calls, and we'll go back to the author uh, of this question. I want to make sure we have a little bit of time uh, to have her respond um, briefly. Uh, quick call from the 240 area code Welcome to Barbershop Talk
8: Hi Zayda, it's Nakia How are you?
0: Hey, what's up Nakia?
8: Um, I actually missed her call Because I was on the other line with Jamel Um, I wanted to catch part of this Because she actually reminds me of me After I got divorced I believe I saw it um, in the thread that I read She was once married And um, she's now divorced. I just wanted to say to her, one of the first things she needs to do um, after being divorced, you know, right now she's she's telling herself she's happy. And she may be in some aspects, but what she's doing is she's self-medicating with a lot of people in her life right now. When you have a whole lot of friends around, a whole lot of family around, that's all fine and well sometimes. But... When you have to sit alone in that room and really analyze yourself, that's when you find out how happy you actually are. You need to spend some time actually trying to figure out what it was that happened in your marriage, what it is about you that caused yourself to get married and get in that situation. And after you do that, you need to take some time on getting healed, repent, and ask forgiveness for certain things. Then what you do from that point on is you work on yourself. Now, if in the meantime you're content working on yourself, that's fine. One of the first things you also, one of the second things you need to do is you need to make it up in your mind that come what may, whether you think you're going to get married again or not, you're going to serve Christ full force, soul out. Because at that point, he's going to take you to another level. You're going to attract the correct man
0: right? just by default. Nikia, you're you're giving some serious knowledge, and not to cut you short, but just because we only have about 10 minutes left, just want to um kind of we a couple more calls, and I want to get ready to wrap this up. Um, but excellent, excellent advice, and it, the great thing to take away from that is you could relate to her, and a lot of women can relate. You know, we as men, we see a lot of women out there, but the common denominator is, as Nikia said, she was coming out of a failed marriage, a, a messy divorce. And she had the same exact mentality expressed by this young woman here. It's not a coincidence that now Nikki is expressing a totally different uh, mentality, and she's a happily married mother of you know of a few kids. You see the difference there: happily married woman, single happily single woman, or you know what I'm saying? It's too, uh, totally different. So just just listen to this stuff, and like Marv said, hopefully uh, this young woman is listening from uh, you know listening with an open mind real quick call from the uh 205 area code. Welcome to the Date on Tolbert show. 205-587, you there? Okay, no call from two ways, uh, 205. Uh, see another call on the line from the uh 704 area code. Welcome to the Date on Tolbert show.
9: Hello, good evening everybody. Um, I don't see how she can say she's happy. Because when your spirit is truly broken after coming out of a divorce, I don't care how many years it's been that you've been single with friends, when you get in that room at night and you get in that bed and you have to really sit there and self-assess yourself, you there's no way on God's green earth that you can say you're happy. I do it every night. I want to be properly loved. I want to be made, have myself to be available so that somebody can see that I was made just for him and he was made just for me. I don't want to live like like I'm better all the time. So I feel her pain. I know where it is. But you have to own it. Be real with yourself. And know that there's no way you're happy.
0: Thank you. Thank you for calling in. Let me just say thank you for that, because that those tears, that emotion, that comes from being able to relate. And there's not a woman on the face of the earth who doesn't want what she just expressed. It's just two different ways of, you know what I mean? The, the, the feelings are the same. She wants to be loved the same way this young woman wants to be loved, but just two opposite ways of going about it. This young woman you just heard with the tears, she will be married. God will bless her. She's, she's got a passion for God, and she's open about wanting love. God will bless her. She will have love. This other young woman, as it stands now, will be single until the day she dies. She says she's 33. I just, spoke, I just had a session with a 55-year-old woman today with her same views. You, I promise you, you will, those, 30, those nice looks, you know what I'm saying, a you know, 33-year-old body, that will turn into a 53-year-old body very quickly. Trust me on that. These views need to change now. There, need to be, there needs to be a 360, a 180. You understand that? Being honest with you. Let's go real quick to the phone lines, uh, 518 Area Code. Welcome to the Date on Tober Show.
10: Hello. Um, I'm 24, and I met um, my ex two years ago, and he was 34 at the time. And in the course of that relationship, it was mentally and, like, physically abusive. So now that I'm out of it and we just stopped recently communicating over the phone, I haven't seen him in a whole year. And um just like when we stopped talking, I expressed to him that I'm shut down to him and that I have no feelings. And I'm scared that I am shut down period and emotionally unavailable. So and I I know that I'm a young lady now so I don't want to become like this older bitter woman like I don't want to become an older woman and bitter and emotionally unavailable right. cuz I see like a, a a a lot of older women like even my mom I see that in her and I'm like wow I don't want to be that and I look up to my mom but I know that she's emotionally unavailable
0: let me let me yep. stop you right there for a quick second not to cut you off just cuz we are very short on time and I I'd like to help you out you know what I mean? And maybe um, if you want to, you know, I'd like to set up a private session with you because it seems like there's some underlying issues. That's what I specialize in is helping women leave bad situations and become emotionally available to be loved again in the future. Shoot me an email or inbox me on Facebook, daydon at trctoday.com. I'd like to work with you privately, give you a free 30-minute session to um, get the ball rolling as far as getting you to be emotionally available. But just because we are kind of wrapped up in this situation right here with this other young woman, I just want to kind of um, wrap that up Um, and kind of see where, you know, if any of the things that have been said from the fellas, from the, you know, a couple calls that, um, you know, have resonated with her. The author of the question is still here. What are your thoughts after hearing the various comments?
7: Okay. Um, First of all, it's a lot that I've heard, and there's a lot that I'm actually really sad about that people are not listening to. And so I'm only going to speak on one thing that is the most important thing. Yes, I was married. Yes, it went bad. That was Eight, nine years ago, I spent two years being depressed. God healed me from that. I'm not bitter. I'm not sad. And it's sad that you don't have the faith in God that, that you even said, I think she's lying about being celibate. God can keep a woman celibate. Trust and believe. He's kept it and He's done for well, me. I know it's possible. He healed me. Oh, hold on. I had those tears that she cried. I did all that. I said, I've taken these last five years. The woman was saying, you know, the one that could relate. She said, you know, you go through that and then, then you build on yourself. That's what I'm doing. So in my building on myself, I am happy. I am happy where I'm at. You say, oh, she's emotionally unavailable. That's what I started out saying. I'm not ready to be in a relationship. So if you guys are looking for a woman, don't come to me because I'm not her. I don't want to be her right now. I'm happy where I'm at. God is healed. And as far as the whole friend thing, you can't be friends first, my sister met her husband 17 years ago. They went to college together. We're deep into an African-American community. Um, you know, we do workshops, whatnot, whatever. We have a huge community. They met each other in this community. They knew each other. were friends. Did multiple programs for three to four years. They got married five years later. They are now on their 12th year anniversary. It is very possible to have a friend that turns into something else. But more so than anything than that, you guys can speculate on, oh, her tone or this, and that's fine. But like I said, I know where I am, and yeah, have I been sad? Have I cried? Oh, most definitely. But God is the the one factor in everything. He can change anything, and He did. Let, I am me, not bitter.
0: Let me let me start not to cut you off, and I don't want to cut you off just because we are very very short on time. I wanted to give you a little bit of time just to um, you know weigh in. But I you know we, we like I said we gotta. I'm sure you could go on for another ten minutes telling us how happy you are. I I don't doubt that. <laughs> you know what I mean. But you know, I think the consensus here and this is I, I do this, you know what I mean? You don't believe me, you don't have to tell me, you know, the the exceptions to the rule. Do I believe that anything is possible? Absolutely. But when you tell when you're talking to someone who does this, who literally has interacted with thousands of situations that would counteract exactly exact you know, what you just described, it be it's like the opposite. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, day down, I just had this, you know, this horrible relationship, this horrible marriage, and, you know, we started out being friends for two years, and, and then, you know, we got into a relationship. We've been dealing with each other for five years, found out he gave me herpes. Like, I've, I've heard thousands of those situations. Like, please, you know, I don't need to hear the exceptions. I want to help women go with the flow and not become the statistic, not become the majority. I don't, I don't try to thread the needle and find exceptions to the rule, because I'm sure there are a million stories like that, but we all know, and you just heard, how every single man on this panel would view a woman in a similar situation. So, I mean, I pray for you. I honestly wish you, I know we're being a little bit blunt, a little bit harsh tonight, but it's only because we care and we want to use this example to help women see the light. I don't want anybody to feel like they're happily single because that's an oxymoron. That's very oxymoronic to say I'm happily single because there's not a man on the face of the planet who's happily single. There's not a woman on the face of the planet that's happily single. You just heard a woman in, with tears in her eyes saying how she's not happy saying how she would love to be loved. You know what I mean? So that's that's that, you know, but I do appreciate you for calling in. It appears we're going to have to agree to disagree because we're just about out of time. And that's our show for tonight, guys. I want to, because we don't have time to thank the, uh, every, all the guys individually, but I'll take do this like a collective thank you. The fellas know I really appreciate their time tonight, taking their evening to be here so with for no other purpose other than to help women understand what's really going on in the minds of men, to help women overcome some of these myths and misconceptions. And, um, you know, uh, real quick, I will give one last quick 20-second word to Courtney Hollins. If you could give, you know, one piece of advice to that young woman, what would it be? Ten seconds.
1: Um, I would tell her just um, to be honest. With herself. Really take that time and be honest with herself about what's going on because it's clear that she is not happy and just really seek God for that healing so that it will come.
0: Absolutely. Courtney, I appreciate you for being here tonight as well. Look, guys, I appreciate you. We're out of time. I'll see y'all tomorrow night on the Day Down